Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports' order. And guess what, folks? It's opening night. And everybody's here except for Bradley Bill. <laughs> Get in the game. How you going to load manage on the first night of the season? He's not even injured. 37 and 45. Dude. I, Lindsey, clip this. <laughs> 37 and 45 for the Phoenix Suns. Clip it. Save it for me. Put it to the side. <laughs> Yo. But tonight, you know, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to review last week. We're going to get into some college football playoff talk next week. Halloween is the first set of rankings. So we're going to walk through our rankings. You know, we're going to talk about what's going on in the college football world. We're going to get a little bit more into the NBA. We did some talking the other night, but now it's here. So we're going to get a little deeper. And then, well, actually, I'm not even going to wait. I'm just going to say Michigan State, the next time you want to play trivia, leave Hitler out of it. And if you're going to bring Hitler into it, don't put his picture on the damn screen. Especially when Israel's at war right now. Can't bring Hitler up, man. Can't do it. Can't no one's named their kid Adolf in Germany him. since 1940. Can't coach with him. Can't they do trivia their name. with him. I did. I lived in Germany for about nine years post World War II. Uh, my dad was in the army. We were stationed at army base, air force base, and then my first enlistment. Well, my obviously my enlistment. We, my first base was Germany. Um, yeah, they there was no Adolf names. There was no statues. His quotes weren't etched in some walls. Maybe in some. Some underground groups. Well, they, they it was pretty. It's, it's pretty well acknowledged that even if you agree with any leverage of his ideology, whatever it may be, even if he says something like "kids should eat bananas every day," even if Hitler said that, you would not go on TV and be like, you know, Hitler said "kids should eat bananas every day." You would say somebody else said it. So, like, it's very yeah. clear that is that is untouchable. Bill Burr said it the best. He was like, "You look at Bill." Bill Burr's Hitler joke, you'll see, like, okay, but you can't do it. You, Yo, for, you can't one, it. for one, they lost at home 49 to nothing to their rival. You know, I was about one. to say Germany lost at home. <laughs> no, no, no. Michigan <laughs> State, Michigan State. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about Germany lost at home and you can't root for a team to lose at home. Okay. For, for number two, <laughs> yeah. for number they lost two. At home too. For number two, they were playing trivia in the stadium on the big screen, and they asked what country he was born in. And then, which is okay, that's a trivia question, whatever. But why you got a picture of him up on the screen? Like, why is that part of Michigan State's allure? Well, Michigan State's a bunch of degenerates. They out here raping women. They out here, you know, like Tom Izzo is out here intimidating witnesses. Mel Tucker is masturbating on the phone with sexual. Assault advocates. Yo, you the know, world is weird. It's a strange spot. Like, I'm glad to be on top of the dirt versus underneath <laughs> it. But it is strange. Like, it the stuff strange. that people do, it is, like, who, how many people didn't vet that trivia question? First of all, like, who cares where this dude is from? Who Ask a question it? about your coach or the who starting are, quarterback. Where's the starting quarterback it? born? Like, that's a good trivia question. Or how many times have Michigan shut out Michigan State in East Lansing? Like, 
That's a good trivia question. <laughs> I like that app, black, something like that. There should be. There's no reason for anybody to bring up Hitler unless you're talking about World War II. That's it. That's it. That's, and even that's, then, and even then, you don't even need to say his name. You just say that even, dude in even Germany. His regime, his regime was long enough for you to have any kind of realistic conversation historically. If you're trying to talk about war, dictatorships, the 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 phrase absolute power corrupts absolutely, that's perfectly fine. It shouldn't be like, what was Hitler's dog's name? No one cares. <laughs> that is not a trivia question you should ask at right. all. It is not important for the world to know, but yo, and we got uh three to two diamondbacks, you know, top of the seventh, you know, up in Citizens Bank Field up in Philly. You they know, winner burn goes, the city down if Arizona wins, though. Winner goes to the World Series, you know. I hope uh, they grease the poles like they did after the Super Bowl. Suarez got, the Super Bowl. Suarez got the start five and two thirds, six hits and two earned runs. He got yanked out for Jeff Hoffman, and now we got Alvarado in the game. You know, so um, let's see. We got a base hit for Perdomo mm. for Arizona. So anyway, get it off my chest. You know, we're going to share this one because, like, I think it's just an interesting discussion to have, even though I think it's stupid. So um, Emmanuel Acho, you know, uh, Fox Sports fame. You know, talking about how Caleb Williams should sit out the rest of the season now that USC has no chance to win the national title. My t my takeaway from it is maybe they have a chance to win the national title if he doesn't throw three picks against Notre Dame. You know, maybe if, you know, their defense gets one stop against Utah, maybe they do. But you know what? That was their first Pac-12 loss. Now, I don't know how important it is in the grand scheme of things. But I would like to think that one of your goals coming into the season was to win the conference. So is that not good enough for a player of Caleb Williams' stature to, I don't want to sound like one of them people, but to honor his commitment? <laughs> yeah, considering that he transferred from Oklahoma to USC to follow his coach who didn't honor his commitment. I don't know if commitment <laughs> and honor are like two adjectives I would apply to this situation. Um I look at it objectively, like I said, mythological. I look at it things logically. I look at it this way. If there was a recent history in the NFL or dra like major drafts, NFL, NBA, where injured players were completely overlooked and taken off of draft boards, I would understand what Acho was getting at. Um, if it was 1996 and the recovery time from surgeries wasn't as uh, wasn't as short in the rehab, everything else. Got to keep in mind if you think about just just in recent history, like nothing crazy. Adrian Peterson, who is I think genetically like he was built, like his dad was a, a linebacker, his mother was a track star. He became an NFL running back. He had surgery January 1st and then started the NFL season and nearly broke Eric Dickerson's rushing record because he mm -hmm. tore his ACL, PCL, and MCL. But he tore everything. So when they re repaired it, they basically just gave him a new 
kneecap and all the accoutrement that came with it. Uh, we most recently we'll go with Brock Purdy. I guess his injury was supposed to keep him out potentially nine and ten months, and he got injured late January or early February. He was ready to start the season, and even Aaron Rodgers with the Achilles. And I've saw the video, and it zoomed in on, and you can see the the rubber band because your Achilles is essentially just a rubber band mm-hmm. from your calf down to like your heel. So when it snaps, like you can see the ripples up the back of your leg. Mm-hmm. And he's out there walking two weeks ago without crutches throwing passes. And people are thinking, like, that was even impossible. So I get that the surgical part of any kind of injury does pan out. And historically, guys who are injured, I think Sam Bradford was injured. He had, like, an AC joint. They still drafted him. Because NFL teams look at, like, the bottom line. Like, if I get this guy, if I can't, if he's not ready this year, I'll still have him on our roster, and I'll go mm-hmm. 6 and 11, and then I'll have him. So I don't. I think it's a. I think if he wants to go into the season, guaranteed to be healthy, then you sit out the rest of this year. Speaking but of, just, uh, okay, good. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think you sit because you build a bond. Like I've, I've had two sons play football, and my oldest son graduated in twenty twenty. So his last football game in high school was like November twenty nineteen. And I still have the pictures of him and his teammates. Like they did like the senior walk. They walk from the goal line to the goal line to meet their family. So they're walking a hundred yards, interlocked arms. Moms are crying, dads are crying, little brothers are crying, little sisters are crying, players are crying. And it's like it's a very big moment to be that 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 unit. And I think my son to this day. So that was 2019, like I said, like November 2019. I think his screensaver on his phone is still him at that game in his uniform hugging his little brother who is now in high school football on that same field who was always on the sidelines. And he's not a real sentimental guy. Like, you know, I love my son, but he's not like a real sentimental kid. But that's still his screensaver. It's been four years. So I think that that connection, that bond you have in that in that rectangle, it matters. So I understand injuries are a part of the sport. I just don't think that everything should be the bottom line because what happens, we talk about the media, it's a matter versus, because the low management part of the NBA, we'll get to that too, is that, <coughs> excuse me, it was about championships. If you feel in muscle tightness, don't play because – you're not going to be ready for the championship. But it's like, dog, if you can't play this through this muscle tightness in December, what makes you think you're going to be playing a great game in the middle of May? Mm-hmm. So if you can't play through two tough games where you could have put your team in position to win and not played poorly, how is so you just going to slide? And I, you talk about this, and I'll let you elaborate on more. Just slide to some other NFL team, which historically most teams that are number one, draft number one, they are the worst team in the league, and they're bad at multiple positions. It's not like the Chiefs lose Travis Kelsey, and then all of a sudden they just fall apart and they get the number one seed. 
it's mostly like a team that's bad that was probably already going to be four and thirteen, and they lose their players, and now they're one and sixteen. <laughs> you're probably going to fire a coach. You're going to fire a GM. So when you hire a new coach, he's going to be the young hot coach from another team. So you have no idea that the philosophy that the Bears run is going to fit Caleb Williams or a philosophy that Arizona runs is going to fit you or if they're going to keep. So I just think that just giving up on your football opportunity while you have it to just hopefully be drafted number one overall by a team that fits your skill set, I think you just it's a slippery slope. So, See, and I've come – well, speaking of AC joints, you know, Quinn Ewers two years in a row with the AC joint sprain. So, you know, I don't know about that. But, uh, real yeah. Quick, real quick, well, Quinn, Quinn Ewers is another thing. He left high school early to go to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he missed graduation. Maybe he went back for prom, but he was out of high school for – you know, he wasn't a high schooler up until graduation. I don't know what he did logistically as far as if he went, flew back to the school to walk. I don't know if he flew back to Texas to be part of the prom. But as far as like just that whole build up, the poster boards, all the pictures you take with your classmates that you've been in, your your friends and everybody else. He gave all that up to enroll early in Ohio State just mm-hmm. to sit behind two guys who ended up going you know, top in the draft just to transfer back to Texas, which he could have done in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't even just, know today. I learned today that Cam Rising started at Texas. I didn't even know that. But, um, yeah, so um, Caleb Williams, you know, Acho, I just feel that Acho was just real irresponsible to even suggest that, you know, especially when whatever happened to competitive pride, you know, you just came out these last two games, you know, and got your shit kicked in by Notre Dame, you know, through three picks, just looked awful. You know, you came back out, played a lot better against Utah, lost on a last second field goal, you know, as time was expiring. So it's not as if, you know, USC, like in your scenario that you were bringing up about the NFL, it's not as if their they wide receivers got hurt. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, all that stuff like that. So, like, um, so I just feel it's so weird watching Chris Paul in a Golden State uniform, but but you know it, it like it's one of he those was things. Very aggressive to the hole a few seconds ago. That's what I was like. I, I just I just think that one, you still have a chance to win your conference. You know, um, they went out, they still play Washington. You know, they still play Oregon, and by the way, both of those quarterbacks are in the Heisman race. That. You know, you won the trophy last year. So go out there, put your stamp, get back in that Heisman conversation, if that matters to you, you know, and or win the conference title that you didn't win last year because you lost to Utah twice. You know, maybe you get another crack at Utah, you know, uh, and, and, I, and I just think about it from Lincoln Riley's standpoint. Everybody's already pushing him to the NFL. You know, like Lincoln Riley is going to go to the NFL now. And, is it you know, a is it a Kingsbury deal where you know Kingsbury is on the staff, right? So Kingsbury wasn't Kyler Murray's coach. Obviously, maybe he recruited him. Maybe he thought he can get him at Texas. Well, Tech I think Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray yeah, is a yeah, Texas yeah, yeah, yeah. legend. Yeah. If you don't know anything about Kyler Murray, 
Look up Kyler Murray at Allen High School in Texas. I think the numbers of what is it? 43 and 0 and three state, three state championships. championships. Uh-huh. In the state of Texas. Texas is top three interchangeable between Florida and California, Texas, of best high school football in the country, which mm-hmm. in turn makes them the best high school football in the world. And for three years, he didn't lose a single football game. <laughs> he was dominant. So Lincoln Riley probably, I mean, um, Kingsbury, Kingsbury. Probably tried, he probably tried to get him to Texas Tech. So maybe USC knows. You bring in the uh, Kingsbury. He takes over for Lincoln Riley and the what we go, Chicago Bears hire Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, draft Caleb Williams, whatever the case may be. I mean, yes, this is all crazy stuff. And I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be the first person to say this is going to happen again. Maybe I am the first person to say it. So, we'll, Lindsay, make sure we mark that. Well, yeah, we'll roll but, with that. We'll roll with that. Um, because I I think because the current wave of NFL owners and and this is something else because you and I talked about it a lot. It's not something that I don't think regular not regular people think about. Most of the NFL owners now aren't people who got it from grandpa. You got the Hunts in Kansas City. You got Morris and and the Giants. In New York. Uh huh. You got Woody Johnson. I think he's had it's been in their family for a while. Johnson and Johnson. What the Bruni's? Bruni's in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's team. Yeah, is, Cincinnati is the same. Yeah, I think uh that wasn't Mark Scott, was it? Uh the Browns. Paul Browns. Paul Brown. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about Cleveland Browns, that's a different group. Air say with the Colts. That's been pretty substantial. It's pretty lengthy. Yeah, his dad was in Baltimore. Yeah, the Jaguars is a coat is a owner. For, he had soccer teams. Con, mm-hmm. con. So you mm-hmm. have all the teams out west or like so. What you're gonna end up getting is the grandchild that inherits the Saints at some point is gonna be like, I don't care about the lineage. I'll sell this team to this crypto guy who's going to give me $6.2 billion. Right, right. And that crypto guy is going to be like, I want to make this happen. I want to get Lincoln Riley. I want to draft Caleb. I'm not saying this is happening next year, but like right, that, right, right, kind right, of combination, right. that kind of aggressive purchase, i.e. what David Tepper did to trade up the number one to get uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young mm-hmm. is like, we all knew that wasn't going to work if you're going to trade away your number one wide receiver. But to him, he gave Matt Rule $62 million, a $67 million contract, eight years. Like, no one does that. But to him, because I'm a money guy and I made my money, I bought this team, I can make this move. And everyone was like, no one gets eight-year deals for $60 million when they're unproven. He should have got a four-year deal mm-hmm. at $29 million. And see what it could do. But you're going to get a lot of teams that are going to end up selling. The Broncos, they are a Walton purchase. The same as a Cronky, but his wife's mm-hmm. a Walton. So you're going you're gonna to get a situation where that information might get to Caleb Williams that if you sit out, this team will make this move and they're going to hire your coach. 
And we already saw what Lincoln Riley would do because he was definitely at the game on Saturday coaching OU. <laughs> And then him yeah. and Cable Williams were flying private to California less than Yeah, and I, and, and I know this ain't real life, but you know what I mean? If I was in the seat and he sat out, I don't want him on my team. You know, like it's one thing if, I don't know, say say they're eight and three. If you're and, running back and you sit out, I get it. No, period. You're going like, like, to get like, hit 20 times a game. I get it. Right, but you're right, a quarterback. Right. You're a quarterback. And you're elusive. You're elusive. And no one's going to devalue you if you hurt yourself. Right. You talked about Willis McGahee and Jameis Winston, a lot of the players. They had insurance policies, you know, on their bodies and knees and legs and injuries and things of that nature. But Caleb Williams. He doesn't take many big hits. He gets out of bounds. He is, he does look like he is a upper echelon quarterback against his defense. The issue is that you look that way. We all expect it to be that way. Your performance has to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields looked like a number two quarterback until Zach Wilson kind of came out of nowhere with just all this other rhetoric. Trevor Lawrence looked like a number one quarterback. Andrew Luck looked like number one. Even with Andrew, uh, Robert Griffin III, when he was running around, winning the Heisman, and losing a few games, he still looked like a top two or three quarterback. Jared Goff kind of came out of nowhere. Carson Wentz kind of came out of nowhere. Matthew Stafford looked like a number one quarterback. He had the body, the arm. He was playing down in Georgia. He was from Texas. Like, mm-hmm. all these things kind of screamed number one quarterback. Caleb Williams is like six foot. I think they listen to like six one and some change. He runs around a lot. He does a lot of Mahomes esque kind of movements. So I think he could hurt himself by sitting out because Drake may could go on a run. Mm-hmm. Or Marvin Harrison Jr. could go on a run. Well, Drake May is also more one. of that prototypical, you know, uh type quarterback as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like so I mean I think that Caleb Williams because it was just a week ago where we were t- not us but we saw that I can't remember who said it but somebody in the sports media brought up the fact that he's the best quarterback prospect ever and he's going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league year one you know well this ain't what I want to see from a top where, 10 where, quarterback that 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 narrative is so irresponsible considering in order for any quarterback to be top 10, for the most part, his either coaching staff, offensive line, wide receiver, receiving core, two out of three have to be top 10. If you're not guaranteed to have either a top 10 coach or a top 10 offensive line or a top 10 offensive line, a top 10 wide receiver core or a top 10 coach and a top, you know, whatever, one of those three different combinations, two of them have to be top 10 or a top mm-hmm. tier for it to work because Justin Herbert in Los Angeles, his wide receiver core has always been top tier, which has made him perform better, which is not really, 
you know, been negative on Staley because he's had that outlet to get it to those big wide receivers and big tight ends. But if you look at a guy like we look at Bryce Young, he doesn't have any of that. His his coaching staff is in top tier. His wide receiver core it's is line. non-existent. <laughs> his line isn't, and he's struggling. Desmond Ritter in Atlanta, he has a top ten as far as like just size speed combination with Hollins, Drake London, Cal uh, Pitts. Pitts receiving mm-hmm. core. And then you you add that with the Robinson Algier Patterson, they are all three. They're like a uh, like a matrix of each player. So you have Patterson, who is the older version of Bijan Robinson, and he's the older version of Algier because he's 6'2", 220. Algier is not as quick as Robinson, and Robinson's not as big as Patterson. Mm-hmm. And Patterson is the combination of both, but yet you still have Robinson and Algier could do the same thing. It's the same thing with like uh like last year's wide receiver core in Minnesota. You had Hawkins when when they traded for Hawkinson in division, we were like, what are you thinking, Detroit? But they had Jefferson, Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, and then a very level-headed, humbled Kirk Cousins who will, he'll hit the check down. He'll trust Jefferson. He won't he won't chew him out like a Derek Carr does when you miss a pass. Right. You know, so like you have these different combinations. I don't know what team that Caleb Williams would end up at in the top, even if he slipped the four. Like right now, who's probably like off the top of your head? Denver can't draft a quarterback. So you got Denver, Chicago, Arizona. Carolina. Carolina, who's not going to draft a quarterback? Carolina's not taking a quarterback. Arizona's not taking a quarterback unless they can definitively trade Callum Murray. Patriots probably wouldn't take Caleb Williams. But Patriots are probably going to win six True. games off of just off Patriots heart. are going to get <laughs> yeah Patriots are going to get a game where they get two turnovers where those turnovers oh. lead to fourteen points off the rip. What about uh old Jordan Love? Didn't they just pay him? They did, but I mean, mm, survey Green says Bay. Green Bay doesn't have an owner. They have the whole the public holder yeah. thing yeah. that's mm, yeah. you know um the Raiders, you know, but they just Raiders paid Garoppolo. Is Mark Davis stubborn or is he a visionary? Yeah. Uh, if he's a visionary, he will do if if he's a visionary, he will move from wherever they end up. You, you would like to <laughs> you would like to think Tennessee's not gonna take another quarterback. They can't. They can't. <laughs> you can't. If I paid taxes to the state of Tennessee and take another quarterback, I would send, submit a letter to the IRS of Tennessee and say, listen, I'm not paying taxes. And yeah. like, we got nothing to do with football. I'm like, I'm just so upset with this state. I'm not even paying taxes. I think maybe Mark Davis, if he if they if they finish the year, because I think the the Vegas Raiders, first of all, we talk about how boring they are. Like, Why I are they on Monday Vegas. Night Football next week? That's what I, I want to know. I love Nevada. I love Las Vegas. I just don't know why. I don't know how they are as poorly presented on screen. I don't know why they're they on. Are. Monday, 
I don't know why they're on Monday Night Football next week, and I don't know why the Sunday. And Jimmy I don't know Garoppolo, why Devonte Adams, hurt. but but yeah. I don't. He's not hurt when they make the schedule. I don't. I, I don't know who chose. Even if everything was right, I don't know who chose Bears Chargers as the Sunday night game either. It's time to start flexing. Bears Chargers. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? It's, it's time, time to start flexing. But anyway, so you yeah, know, yeah, Rich Eisen said that he was like that. Probably get flexed out. I no, believe no, what game was supposed to get flexed out. It was a Denver. No, it was a Denver Chicago. Denver game. Chicago. I I believe that Mr. Logical's team when he didn't, you know, and I and me and Mr. Logical both, and I hope y'all didn't listen to me because I told y'all I was scared shitless about the Giants. I told y'all that. You know, I know this team. This is what this is what they do. Just like Jonathan Allen said, I'm sick of this shit. You know, but let's get the Mr. Logical's team. What's going on with B John? I know they're being investigated for something for <laughs> so, him not so, getting the ball. So we were watching the game, you know. I had texted you and I was like, yo, B John hasn't even got a carry yet. I don't know and, what I was, I don't know what I was doing. No, I think I was okay. I was in here, I took a nap, woke up, and then I had the game on. And it was they were talking about how he led the team in rushes and receptions, but he hadn't gotten a touch. Yeah, I had uh like, yeah, I had I had red zone on my Xbox and you know I had Washington's game on my phone and then I had like the Falcons game on my laptop. And uh so I was sitting there in my little command center and you know I was watching the Maybe game. Maybe he was and, late to a meeting as and, a rookie. And, Maybe he made no, a rookie. So, so 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 around halftime, around halftime, because like because I was because I was watching the game and you know, but like I said, I had the red zone over here. I had Washington over here. So it was probably like my least paid attention to game. So, but I was like, just looking at the game and I was like, yo, I don't, did, did B. John get hurt? And I texted Adam, white Adam. And I was like, did B. John get hurt? And he was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. So I went through my app and looked at the box score and I was like, yo, he really doesn't have a carry right now. He was and, in the game. He was in yeah. the game. He was in formation next to Desmond Ritter, first and ten. The commentator, like Mark Schler, because I think I think what Fox does is I think they attach like a tandem of commentators to certain teams. Uh huh. So because Mark Schler seems to be last yeah, couple somehow, of years, yeah. Somehow Troy Aikman used to always get the Dallas games. Always somehow, in the Dallas game, somehow. and then Mark Slayer for some reason is getting he got a he's gotten a lot of Atlanta games. I don't know if that's like definitive, but he seems to be getting a lot of Atlanta games. Um, he said the same thing, so I was just like, Well, they're obviously gonna give it to him now or get because he said the most touches and everything else. I don't know, but like I like I said, I I, th- I talked about the I I wish I was. I wish I would have taken advantage to be a coach in football when those opportunities present themselves because not as far as the ego, but just I think I've sat around and watched enough and I've seen, I've watched so many, granted, youth football games, high school football games, and I can see, like I've called, I've sat in my, whatever I'm at, I'm at the high school game, I'm at the youth game. I'm watching on TV. I'm like, I know it's this is not what you need to do, but it's like this is the, the play's going this way. 
And I know that that's not the end all be all of coach. I know there's so many layers and nuance to it. Right. But if with that being said, if we get to that and I didn't do go through any of that and I can sit here and like, I literally had to scream at my, at my son's high school game last week. Stop calling the screen pass. Like when it was quiet, like it's dead quiet. I literally screamed out, stop calling that screen pass. What they do when they got the ball back? Called it. Screen didn't work. pass. Yeah, I um so so I had the the sound on red zone, but not on the other two. And right before halftime, Scott Hansen got on and said that the Falcons were saying that B. John had some kind of illness. And that was all we got, you know, like um, so Give then diarrhea, which is so, fine. So, I mean, so then when I, you got to so put him out there though to make him make him look like a threat because, like I said, that combination, Bijan and Tyler Algier combined, is Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson got a lot of touches mm-hmm. in that game, and that's the benefit of what Atlanta has offensively, which frustrates me more. Granted, I know it's just a video game, but I but, play Madden. I put each one of them in and I played them in different positions. Oh. And it's like if you think about like if you think about Miami, if Miami only threw passes to Tyreek Hill, you'd be like, yo, Mostert, A Chain, Waddle are just as fast as Tyreek. Jeff so Wilson. Whatever, <laughs> so whatever, whatever route or whatever play or whatever Barrios. <laughs> Whatever Barrios is shifty because he's, he's a former punt returner. I don't know what his four, I don't know what his forty time is, but I know as a former punt returner, he has a knack of getting open in space. Some guys, and you know, he like, passed. He went to Miami, <laughs> and just like uh, what's the boy say, uh, Mike McDaniel's. He was like, yeah, he's pretty fast. Yeah, um, yeah. So that so that was going on on my TV, and and you know, like I said, Washington was out here shitting it away against the team with the least amount of sacks in the league. Still got six of them, and then Yo, uh, Sam Howell has to get the check down. The enemy, like I think he's trying to get the enemy fired. Uh, I hope not. He need to get Rivera fired. That's what needs to happen. But we'll get to Rivera the hot seat in a minute. We'll get to yeah, the hot Rivera. seat in a minute. Yeah, we'll get. But that. uh, but but yeah, tap uh, New England over Buffalo. You know, Josh Allen does it again, playing to you the level me, of the competition. You said Josh Allen being Josh Allen. Yeah, he, threw, he threw one of the dumbest picks I ever saw. Like the pick when that he you texted me that in my mind, it was a picture that was someone posted in our chat group or a sports group of Josh Allen, the defensive end for the Jaguars, trying to sack Josh Allen. Yeah. But so when you when you text that to me, when I read it, that's the picture I had in my head. When I first read it, but then obviously I realized like, oh no, nah, like like he he the problem with his interceptions, right? Because everybody throws interceptions, you every know, like player. every single player. Well, Montana, he, he, um, even the dudes that he, he was not perfect. He, Aaron Rodgers had seasons where he only threw like eight or something, but he still threw them, you know. But when Josh Allen throws interceptions, I just look at it and I and I say to myself, did he just start year two? Like, like he throws an interception that I would expect Kenny Pickett to throw. He throws interceptions as if the he throws the ball so hard that the defense can't catch it. Like, like he thinks he's throwing it through a portal and it's just going to end up in the receiver's hands. Yeah, I think like, he just thinks like, oh, these guys, they don't catch it at defense. 
they don't catch it to practice on Tuesday on Wednesday because I throw the ball so hard because I am a strong arm quarterback. But, but uh, even with that, they still had a chance to win late. You know, New England almost gave that away. Of course, because New England is one. They were one in five before that game. That Everyone ridiculous. has a chance to win because they're one in five, and of their six opportunities <laughs> prior to that, the other five teams won. So you shouldn't be in a position where you have a chance to win, i.e. even the weekend before where, granted, I didn't believe the pass interference call in the Giants-Bills the Giants, uh, game that got them the untimed down from the one was warranted. I thought it was maybe close. I did think the hold occurred, but like I text you every single time I see that, it's like, you had 59 minutes to score more than nine points. Right. And, I mean, even though they beat us, they still only scored 14, you know. Uh, so that's just what the Giants are at this point. But shout out to Bill Belichick, win number 300, you know, third yeah, coach I'm, of all I'm time. Excited. He was excited, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's like, Bill, I think a lot of times maybe he probably should give up the GM piece. Because I think I think about like my own life. Like I'm 42 years old. Uh, I've kind of set my ways. <clears throat> so I was if I was building something, and I felt like yo for the last 15 years I've been doing it this way, and it's like yeah, dog. But you haven't adjusted since 2007, 2008, and then you can give me evidence to support yo from 2020 to 2023. This is what you got. I'd have to give it up. I'm not sure, considering that in all that time, the six Super Bowl championships might be tough. I don't know what his respect level with him and Robert Kraft. I don't know what's the matter of, I respect you because you won us those six Super Bowls. I respect you because I respect you as a coach. So it, it might be tough to say, you know what, you're no longer going to be the GM and making the picks. Right. <laughs> Well, they extended them before the season, apparently, that we just found out about. So as the coach, because so you know, think, like think about whatever what coach can get them to two and five. Mm-hmm. Is Brandon Staley coaching them to two and five right now? No. Is Ron Rivera getting that? Think about that lineup. Think about Juju being your big offseason wide receiver acquisition. And can you tell me how many games he has more than three catches in? Has he been on the field? Like real, like does he have a he's highlight? Been, he's been on the field. Uh, he doesn't have any highlights. Tyreek has a highlight. We see those. Well, speaking Trey of Tyreek, has highlights. You, you know, know like, I, Addison has highlights. You know, you know. I had to, so we, oh we yeah, Addison took that ball from from Ward last night. <laughs> hey, you know, exactly. uh, you know, I had to piss off our uh, loyal resident Dolphin fan. You know, because you know, Shout of course. Chris. As you know, of course, I picked Philly to win the other night, and uh, you know, crazy pick. And then, no, 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 no. But so, so after the game, I had the privilege of pointing out that when you add up Miami's win-loss record of their opponents, you get the eight and twenty-five. You know, and the beauty part was like of those teams that were eight. All those teams, like four of those teams that won that day, and they shouldn't have won. It was something like, I think New England won. because mm-hmm. It should have been like, at that point, it should have been seven. And then who else did they beat? Uh, Denver won. 
Mm-hmm. So it should have been six. Uh, was it? Uh, it? You know, yeah, they beat. Uh, I can't it? even think right now. Whatever it was, the based off of the trajectory of the team that they had beaten after the Philly game, everyone probably had picked the teams that Miami had beaten to be four and thirty-two, right? Versus yeah, eight, eight and twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 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 yeah, you know, and, and that's not to knock 85. Miami. That's not to, that's not to knock yeah, Miami. To knock they, they did they they did no, they did what they were supposed to do. It's not like they were out here struggling with these teams. You they know, struggle like, with New England. They struggle with everybody struggles with New England. They struggle with New England. The Chargers. Everybody struggles with the Chargers. Play more one score games probably than anybody outside of Minnesota. Now let's look like if you can take a gander at your phone. How many times have the Chargers scored over thirty points this year? Well, there was against Miami for sure. You know, uh, that might have been it, actually. That might have been it. And they had to blitz excessively, which is a Brandon Staley problem. But they blitzed the hell out of Justin Herbert on that last drive when Miami finally took the lead. So so even though we're not making picks tonight, I just got to ask you this question. Are you done picking against Mike Tomlin or what? Yo, dog, I'm telling you, when it <laughs> happened, when it was happening, I like literally looked at my phone because I went on Saturday night. I really uh I made a lot of margaritas. I had a little ninja blender or whatever. I made a lot of margaritas. So I was literally you no, know, you know, a few sheets to the wind Sunday. And I, I was looking at my phone and Mike always texts me because Mike's always like up and eager and alert, like just crazy always on it all the time and i was like why did i pick against tom again because what happens is <laughs> one week i'll have a philosophy like whatever my philosophy is this week yeah when i'm writing it down i'm gonna stop i'm gonna rip my paper up and then i'm gonna start over because i picked against atlanta also and i had a yeah. philosophy everything was locked in <laughs> i think i picked i picked against indy and then like well, Indy lost. But they were kind of aided with a couple of calls. I'm not gonna say bad yeah, calls. They were, yeah, 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 yeah. They were aided with calls that, mm-hmm. that extended their opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my pops is a Colts fan. So I think if I stop and sit back, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna pick the Colts because my, my pops is a Colts fan. If I just go with that sometimes, I'm good to go. But when I get down to the weeds and like oh the well that's what I told you like when when, when we like, were when we were just I don't want to not pick against Tomlin again because I can't be like I can't pick not pick but it's but, like but see, but point, see when I'm we were gonna fans again, they're gonna win when we were just fans you could do that you could be like hey Tomlin off a bye that's it like you know you could be like yo this is what Washington does me but and Tomlin from the same city I'm picking but, him every week I can't do it every time but but now but that we're doing this them, they win but now that we're doing this. I'm looking at numbers. I'm doing all these things, and I'm just like, you get into your own head, and you know, because I like I told you, I was like, yo, I gotta pick the Giants, but I just, but I was like, but they're bad, you know. <laughs> but 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 when I saw the Giants, when I saw the game on the schedule where it was on the schedule, I was like, this is Chicago all over again. And watch, the Giants are gonna go out. I'm gonna say it right now. Giants gonna go out this weekend, and they gonna lose to the Jets, just to prove my point. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's but that's the thing. <laughs> the Jets, the Jets, I mean, Jets about to make the playoffs, man. They just beat Philly. <laughs> um, I think I think what the Jets do travels. 
I think Zach Wilson is man. It's gonna be tough. I'm not. I granted. Listen, I got Johnson and Johnson bedtime lotion for my daughter right here. Baby powder. I got Johnson and Johnson baby <laughs> powder for myself over here. So he's not hurting for money. I've been paying. I've been giving this man money my entire life. My son just wrapped his arm in Johnson Johnson gauze and everything else. So they're getting money. They're gonna have to give a chunk of that to Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Because Zach is gonna go 18 for 24, 208 yards, no touchdowns, no fumbles, no picks. Get him in position for field goals. They He's gonna, gonna do 19 that. To 14. <laughs> and they're gonna win 19 to 13. They're gonna win, they're gonna win 22 to 16. Some crazy. I mean, they like already that think it, about this though. They beat Buffalo and Philly. Which that could be that realistically, there's a dude who lives probably 25 miles from me holding a, a MGM bet slip from Atlantic City that says Super Bowl odds. Buffalo Philly, he put $150 on it or something, and the Jets beat both teams. He's looking at it like, this is not going to happen <laughs> because of a couple of like bad games. But that's the beauty of the NFL. That's the beauty of it. So speaking that's of the beauty, beauty and, and the beauty of the NFL, so we probably got some coaches that uh, – Yeah, we got to – first, might, we, no, first, listen, we got to talk about Kurt. Okay. We got to talk, talk about Kurt with his shirt suit. Cousins, this man had on a tan shirt, the brown <laughs> tie, the brown tweed blazer with the elbow patches. Talking about, hey man, Mo, he said it in the documentary, his wife picks out his clothes, and they were like, What do you think led to the victory? This man pointed out Creed Hire, the song playing over the speaker in the locker room, and eight players in the corner praying. While Creed, can you take me higher? Was playing, <laughs> and it's just, it's it's almost as beautiful as a goofy moment as when Ryan Fitzpatrick came out to the press conference with all of uh Deshaun Jackson's like stuff on, yeah, with the jewelry and the jacket, yeah. and Deshaun came out with no shirt on, like, yo, what are you doing? He was like, yeah, man, I just had to, I had to put the stuff on. It's right, one so of those things where I think. I know people want to like knock what's the boy name? Brock Purdy. Well, that's I what I was about to ask you. That's what, I was, that's what I was about to ask you. Like, like so so I don't want to get into Brock Purdy. I don't want to get into Brock Purdy. Okay. But is this a thing? Is this is San Francisco? Is this a thing? No, no, no. What this is something I noticed. I re, I used to watch Undisputed when it was, you know, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. I haven't watched it recently much. But something Shannon Sharp said was that he watches the games on me. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. So I was watching a Netflix show, couple of Netflix shows, British uh, Bodies. That's the suggestion. Shout out to Netflix for the potential sponsorship because I'm shouting y'all out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank you, bodies, Netflix, for Seinfeld, too. Bodies and Top Boy. So I, watch, I was watching Bodies. Right, it's limited series, eight episodes. So Sunday, in between football, I I was watching that on TV. I watched about five on Sunday, and then after work yesterday, football was over. Had some time, sat back here. I finished up the last three episodes. So I was watching 
the show, and then and then I had the game on mute. But when I was watching the game, what I saw was, I think O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, they just had something that was working. It was like a good, it was like a good boxer beating a great boxer with mixing up the jab, jab to the body, jab to the head, hook to the body, hook to the head. Because it was a couple of plays where I forgot Sunday night football. I think it's Chris Collinsworth, correct? No, no, no. I was Monday night football. So it was Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and uh Eli. They I watched I like the Manning cast because I, I like the way the quarterbacks talk about the game. So what Peyton said <laughs> was, Hey, San Francisco, I would get out of cover two. So in my mind, I'm okay. I don't know defense like when I look at it and see it. But when he says it, I know what he's talking about. So what was happening is that Minnesota was recognizing that San Francisco just was in cover to a lot, I guess. So what they were doing was running one guy from the left side of their formation on top of the linebackers underneath the safeties. And then they run another guy underneath of the linebackers. So now the linebacker has to decide which way he's gonna go. Do I take this guy here and help the safeties, or do I take this guy underneath? But the guy underneath, it was like Addison, uh, who's number four? I forgot his I forgot his name. Not Osborne, is it? Now Osborne's 17. Osborne's like they're 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 outside the numbers guy right, right, since right, Jefferson's right, not right. there. So they run so they're Powell. So mm-hmm. they were running him underneath of the linebacker. They were running another guy on top of like Fred Warner and Greenlaw. And then they were running like Hawkinson, like in that little void. So they mm-hmm. were like just basically putting a player, they were putting a player here, here, and then like a guy coming across. And Kurt was like making the right read. And I just felt like they got in the flow. Because there's a couple of drives, even they didn't get a lot of points. But what it did was third and eight. You run that drag that you ran on first down. Fred Warner jumps it. And then you had and then you had Addison coming in over top. Because it was a, it was one play where I think San Francisco knew it was coming. Kirk Cousins threw a perfect pass over Greenlaw's fingers right in front of Warner. Bomb is going nuts right now. He just broke his bat on the uh, walk to the dugout. Then he got to the dugout and broke the rest of the bat. <laughs> wild. We're, I'm at, yeah, we're in the bottom of the eighth. One out, 4-2 Arizona. We are 35-35. Durant going to the hole. Got fouled. 35-35 in San Francisco. I was about to say Oakland. But uh, I think we're we're lined up now. This is the first time ever we've been lined up yeah, in all of our six conversations. Yeah, minutes and thirty two seconds. You know, what I'm saying? No, right. high five. There you uh, go, bam. But but yeah, so, like uh, so Kirk so was I making that, the right reads. He was making the right reads, and not only was he making the right reads, the offensive play caller was making the right calls. Oh. And then it, I think that was like it was because they only got twenty two points. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they were just moving the ball up and down the field. But what was happening is that. I think the expectation 
we'll go back to some of these top defenses that we've seen, like the, the old school Baltimore's defense, uh, the Chicago Bears defense with Devin Hester, mm-hmm. or even like the like the top flight offenses. You just kind of like they come onto the field and they expect you to not be where like to, to, to be in the wrong spot so they can get their playoff. And I think Sanchez could sometimes feels like, oh, you left Bosa unblocked with no help. Ginko oh, we're going to get back strikeouts. Yeah. We're going to get to you. And Kurt was like, I'm going to drop back, drop back, drop back. Because I know if this, if this right tackle can hold for 3.15 seconds, by 3.2, I'm going to let this ball go. And and that's and I think that's what it was. So, so even the field goal, I don't know about the field goal at the end. I think at fourth and like less than four, I'd go for it. Yeah, I would go for it because you're in you're simply because you you're in a position where the expectation for you to win. I know I'm not sure how much that factors into what coaches think. Like, oh, they don't expect us to win, so I'm gonna do this. But it's like. Even then, you're putting yourself up eight. But if I can go and be and take the game, like in the game with this fourth and three, you're still in a better position because a missed field goal gives the other team the ball seven yards ahead of where they would have gotten anyway. You know who San Francisco got this week? They got the Bengals coming off the bye. So, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Bengals off the bye. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. they take the check down, though? Like, that's see. the thing. Like, do they yeah. take take the check down? All right, we'll see. But let's get to this hot seat, you know, so we can get moving. Um, hot seat, hot seat. Okay, so we, we you know, clock is ticking. Hot seat. I got Ron Rivera. Easily. Uh, I got Brandon Staley. Easily. I got Sean McDermott. I can see it, but I, I'll say no right now. Why but you I can pause. see it. Why but I can pause? see it because because I think that, that and I'm guilty. And I, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this myself. Like we do, what do that you think thing. Coach is fired. What what thing? What uh like real quick? What thing you? If Not a team doesn't have talent. Not meeting expectations. I mean, Washington doesn't have the talent that you you would think generally can compete at a high level in the NFC, correct? Correct. So that buys Ron Rivera a couple of years. Right. Robert Sala has Aaron Rodgers come and get injured first game. Doesn't have yeah, the quarterback that they thought was going to get him, gets you a pass. Right, right. Bill Belichick has six Super Bowls, 14 AFC championship games. Can't fire him. Can't fire him. Ron Rivera has Sean McDermott has talent, but uh-huh. can't seem to get over the hump. But if you look at Miami's talent, that's comparable with Buffalo. If you look at Miami's talent and you're the Chargers, that's comparable. So it's like, why is it that Buffalo, Miami, uh, Kansas City with big wide receivers, big targets, big strong arm quarterback. Why are they always five and two, 
six and two after eight games, and we are barely four and three. Four because four, you five, because you lost four. because you lost Cordavius White for the year and probably lost Matt Milano too. Okay, did you lose the back end of your defense? Well, yeah, Tredavious White is your best corner. That's at the back end. The the safety the safety help. So you lost corner linebacker. How's your defensive front? Your front solid. How's your wide receiver core? They're they okay. Solid. They okay. How's your quarterback? They're, they're okay. They got they How's got you? one they got one great route running receiver. And they got a dude that we think is good, but he's probably Caught a only lot of touchdowns against Kansas City coming because years of the ago. other because of the other dude. The other dude's still there. That's what I'm saying. But so the like, other dude's still there. So it's like the other dude's still there. You should be doing so like, the same thing you've been doing. Look at T. Higgins, right? So so you got Jamar Chase, right? Correct. I think I think T. Higgins is a good receiver, independent of Jamar Chase. I obviously you Jamar think Chase. Reggie Wayne's a good receiver, independent of Marvin Harrison. Yes. Do you yes. think Marvin Harrison helped him get open? Yes. Do you think Isaac Bruce is independently better than Torrey Holt? But do you think Isaac Bruce's presence allowed Torrey Holt to get open and then Torrey Holt took advantage of it? Correct. In the beginning, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So if you're, the, but I don't think that Buffalo Gabe Davis Bills, is what those other guys are. Yeah, but if you if you think about like what you have in Gabe Davis, it's the same. We'll go with uh, McLaurin and Dotson. McCorn's got McCorn's gonna get or or Samuel and Dotson. So like what you have is you can't cover everybody. Right. But I got all these players. I still should be getting something out of these guys. If you look at uh let's look about the Rams for the last few years. They've always seemed to be able to have a number one guy and a number two or three guy that you have to game plan for. Buffalo doesn't put their team in position the way you have the game plan. Mm -hmm. They got two tight ends. They got Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're basically the same guy, the same. They're basically up and coming versions of Travis Kelsey with the, that six, four, six, five frame, two fifty five, two sixty. If I got right, so two of those guys, I can't up. get, I can't get any of these guys open. It has to be a coaching. Let's, let's, let's back up. Are we, so, by saying that Sean McDermott's on the hot seat, are Correct. you are you saying that if they don't make the AFC Championship game this year, he's fired? I'm gonna say even if they do make it, which I don't think they will, mm -hmm. I think this is his last year because you'll look at okay, right now you got seven teams make the playoffs from the AFC. You got Kansas City is gonna win AFC West. Who's winning the East? Miami. We'll go with that for now. We'll go. I think, Buffalo, I think Buffalo still could, but we'll go with Miami. We'll go Jacksonville, one in the South, and, and then, then Baltimore. Somebody winning. <laughs> I have no idea. I I'm, I, I, even, I picked, I picked I Baltimore before the season, and I'm sticking with them. I wouldn't put a dollar in any bet that I came in my head over the next <laughs> two or three minutes, even if you try to convince me otherwise. But one of those teams wanted it. So you figure you're going to get – so that's four. You'll get at least an extra one from the Another north. Another from the north. Uh-huh. Nobody else from the south probably. Mm. Nobody else from the west. So Buffalo still gets in. I mean, you might be able to get Indy out of the south. 
I doubt it. You know, Gardner Minshew has has a way of, of he's a good pizza. quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's a winner, but but you know, but I just think that. So you got like, Buffalo as a six seed, and then you get you sneak in the Jets. The Jets as a <laughs> or maybe seven the Steelers, seed. the Steelers or the, the Browns, Steelers at a seven. Two, one, yeah. one of those other teams. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, figure yeah. you get two. So that's gonna put Buffalo in situation. Well, well we, well, we had this conversation. Field. Well, we had this conversation during like and if they're in that I'm, position, that means they didn't perform to the talent if, level that they have. So, so there's a couple of things at play here. We had this conversation. So we we had a similar conversation before the season started, right? Buffalo, if I'm Buffalo, the only team that I walk on the field and feel a complex about is Kansas City. We already saw what Buffalo did to Miami. You know, Buffalo already shut down Miami. Well, we kind of we we're kind of feeling like Miami and Detroit are kind of one of the same. Where well, well, like, I think Ken Dorsey is might the problem. Be front I think Ken Dorsey is the problem and not Sean McDermott. You know, I, I think it's Ken I have a, I have a problem solely blaming play callers when you have like granted I watch a lot of Atlanta, but I see the formations. I see the lack of diversity in the play calling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you if I have the horses and I if I have a bunch of different horses that can run a bunch of different races and I put all those horses in the races and they don't win. It's not me as a a bad identifier of talent. It's a matter of like, okay, did you execute? And we've seen Josh Allen not execute. We've seen the the fallout of Stephon Diggs kind of being upset. I know it was like the playoff game and the last image everyone's yelling. I mean, he's basically Brett Favre. Like for all the shit about Brett Favre, he only got one Super Bowl. Like you know, this happens. You know, and you know because he did his best season was when Dayball was there. I don't. I like us. I, I know I you don't like I, to, but the facts are the facts. Like yeah, I like. I like. But if you look at Dayball right now, they gave Daniel Jones forty million dollars, and last season you didn't think he was top ten. So, but you if, did. I thought he was top ten based off of last year's performance, not his, not historically in this in this this this, right, time, right, like right. this time window. Right, I didn't right, think right. like like for instance, I think two was having a top ten performance this year, but I would never have thought that in his previous few years. I think Justin Herbert is a middle of a pack quarterback, the same way I think Dak is. But for a couple of years, I thought Dak was more in that top eight based off of that performance. It's just that Buffalo has the marketable talent to be better mm-hmm. and they are underperforming. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing that puts McDermott on a hot seat. Okay. Is because it's the Singletary Harbaugh effect. Mike Singletary never got another interview in the league because mm-hmm. Harbaugh took his team and immediately made an impact by saying, Oh, I got these extra tight ends. Oh, can't play with him. Can't win with him. And he put Vernon Davis in the game with a couple more tight ends with Alex Smith and Kaepernick. And he went to the Super Bowl. And went to the fucking Super Bowl. Mike's <laughs> name hasn't been brought up since that press conference. Right. So that's what I mean. So I think that like, – do we have – this? these are – 
I think we had this conversation before. That's what I told about, you. Yeah, we've had this conversation. About McDermott, and and I think that's what it. I think it's a matter of. And so so and so I think it might just. I think that's that's the piece where yeah, that's yeah. why he's on the hot seat. Staley's on a hot seat because he has a talented team in his division. The Chiefs are beatable. By they, should, they are talented enough. They are talented enough to beat the Chiefs. To to the point where when you go into the game and it's Chiefs Chargers, it should feel a lot like Bengals Ravens, Browns Philly, Dallas. Bengals yeah. Philly Dallas. It shouldn't feel like New Chiefs Orleans Raiders. Carolina. <laughs> it shouldn't feel like Chiefs Raiders. Right? That's perfect. That's that's probably, that's probably perfect. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like Chiefs Raiders. It shouldn't feel like Seattle Arizona this year. Right, but right. every single it seems like every single year it come it, it feels as if the and then he only they only put up seventeen points at that, but uh, but yeah, so so then of course we were talking about you know during we had a we didn't debate about it. I think we just didn't think about it, but like we talked about Vrabel, you know, is Vrabel on the hot seat now? You know, um, no, because Tannehill is such an underperformer. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. The like, idea but, that I got but, two more quarterbacks on staff because you know because you got to get another quarterback and coach. But I also think that you hit that window of so where so where I can buy your take on McDermott is we need a new voice. Like this same voice has been here, and now it's just time to reboot. So I can see Vrabel being on the hot seat more so for the let's get somebody new in here versus but I don't think this guy can do the job. For McDermott kind of works because the new voice is coming to talk to town. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I'm saying. That, that's why I see your point the about new McDermott. Voice with I'm saying about Vrabel isn't coming to talk to talent. Maybe though, because because if you could get one of those, you know, no, quarterback no, no. whispers, but they're not they're not proven. Right, right, right. Well, it depends on who you get. It depends on who you get. Like, yeah, if you bring Brandon Staley in there, then yeah. But but no, it just it just depends on who you bring in, though. Like, I think it just depends. Like, you know, I mean, I ain't saying you bring in somebody like Nagy or somebody like that. But right. like, but like you talked about Sam Howell, you know, trying to get the enemy fired. You yeah, know, bring in the enemy. Bring in the enemy and let him tutelage use some tutelage on Malik Willis. But then you just drafted Levis. So, you know, I don't know what you do there. You know, um, well, that's why I think Vrabel is safe is because Vrabel has. Vrabel can walk into the office and not. Like I said, I, I understand this is like it might come off as toxic mas- masculinity, but like, you know, I'm a man. <laughs> I came here to do a job, yada, yada, yada. And you can come in there and say, hey, I can't do anything with this guy. It's it's not an indictment on Tannehill, but at a certain point, the there is probably enough of a a right. resume that the ownership and the decision makers can say Tannehill might not be our guy. When they played well, drafted uh, two guys in the last two years, so I think that gives Rabel a bit of an opportunity because if you think about it, if you're a coach, you're a high candidate. Let's say. Let's let's just give the top four teams: Miami, Philly, uh, Kansas City, San Francisco. We'll throw in another. Who's a surprise team that's doing very well? Detroit, Seattle, Baltimore. Detroit. Okay, okay. Baltimore. Though one of those five offensive 
or defensive coordinators because those are pretty good on both sides of the ball. If they want to go to Tennessee, there's no evidence to support that Malik Willis is a good NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. And based off the college information you have for Will Levis, he's a good quarterback. Right. So it might be a situation where the Raiders job could come open. You got Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, uh, What's the boy that threw the ball backwards for, but now he plays for the Raiders? Um, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. You know, you got Josh, uh, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. You have the new $1.5 billion stadium in Las Vegas. You have the fans. You have the whole ambiance. So if you're a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator for Baltimore, and McDaniels happens to get fired, like, where do you want to coach? You want to coach Malik Willis, Will Levis in Tennessee, and maybe they don't get rid of Tyne Hill? Or do you want to go to Los Angeles with Devontae Adams and whatever the case may be? Right. So I think Vrabel is well, good. Is that going to be there? Because, <laughs> no, no. I think already Vrabel asking is, out now. <laughs> yeah, but that depends on who they bring. I think Vrabel is good because I'm not sure how many people want to come to Tennessee and fill his shoes. But if I'm an offensive coordinator and I can get Buffalo after McDermott is fired and I can keep Gabe Davis, I can keep Kincaid, I can keep Dawson James Knox, Cook. I can keep yeah. James Cook and, and Stephon Diggs, oh, yeah, sign me up. I'm I'm on the Great Lakes on the other side of Ohio and upstate New York getting it in like I'm O.J. Simpson. That's the difference. That's why I think McDermott sees hotter because I think it's, it's so whoever replaces him is a hot. They, they're so, in a so better let's go somewhere. position. Let's go somewhere obvious. Is Eberflus making a case to get off the hot seat? Yes. Okay. I think he is. I think he is um, because... Ooh, don't let Staley lose to them this week. <laughs> I don't know who gets fired in the middle of the season. I know there's a lot of odds. We Someone's posted in the group like Eberflus like 2-1, to one, Staley's like 4-1, to one, something crazy. Well, I just don't know if Eberflus has... Because some of that was Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't all coaching. Like, some of that was Justin Fields as well. You know, but it and had, they just, like, but they got they just didn't have talent. After, after, after the coach got called out two weeks in a row, yeah. it seems as if the play, just the play better. calling uh, was different. Not even like They, they also don't have talent, different. though. Like, they don't have defensive talent, you know, besides Jalen Johnson and – uh can't think of his name right now. The other Defensively, a lot of times you just need scheme. Actually, mm -hmm. I just need to like you can have okay, Sensuk has defensive talent and a great scheme. Mm -hmm. And you can beat it with Kirk Cousins going 35 for 45. Like it, it takes Washington, that kind of game. Washington has the front line, but not the scheme. Not the scheme. Because there's ways to make those corners look better. It's ways to make the corners look better, and it might involve adopting a different philosophy of like, you know what? Let me blitz. I'll, go go I'll watch. Go watch the Giants with 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 Yusimit, Osimenor, Damn it, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jason Tuck, Tuck, Justin Tuck, and uh, yeah. Michael Strahan. Uh, Oc Yuminora. There you go. Yeah. Yuminora. So there like that. Like that. That's like a. But you have to be willing to ad adopt that philosophy 
if you're locked in, like if you're if you're Ooh, like married to one, the head coach, we are one more out away from the Diamondbacks going to the World Series. My surprise team in MLB this year. But anyway, Philly's going to set the city on fire. Uh, hopefully they don't. Hopefully they grease the, all the poles already. <laughs> the police grease the poles in Philly. Yeah, I remember. When it's a I big remember. playoff game. Yeah. Oh, the Super Bowl, whatever they. The national championship game with Villanova was going. Yeah, the poles were greased. People still climbed them, but it yeah. was like one out of ten people said, "I'm gonna keep going." The other right, nine, so, like, so, I'm not doing it. I got one for you. I got one for you. Before the I'm season listening. started, before the season started, we were team Todd Bowles is out of here. Oh, I Where think he's we, still out. He's still out. He's still out because it's it's one one again is it's the player. You're not gonna go into 2024 with Baker Mayfield as your starter, right? Based on what he does this year, because by by his own level of success or non-success, he is not going to get you. Baker Mayfield is gonna get not gonna get you 11 and six season, right? Just on his own. Mike Evans didn't get paid, mm-hmm. He's so Baker gone. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not going to give you a Mike Evans season that says pay him. So you're going to end up at the end of this year losing, and they don't run the ball at all. So they have no formidable running back, no running game. Mike Evans, your best wide receiver threat, will not be there because your quarterback doesn't get him the ball to the point where he can even argue that he has leverage to get paid that he needs to get paid. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where they're just everyone's playing to audition for their next part of their football life. Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. He might be good because I think Derek Carr can still use some wins and i think atlanta is going to give away some wins and <laughs> new orleans could still win nfc south and get a home playoff game because i think i think atlanta like atlanta has a game against minnesota in a couple of weeks kirk cousins i, I like him i'm wearing his shirt like i'm shout, shouting it out but atlanta can be in a position where they lose 20 to 17 to minnesota because when they should have gone for it on fourth and two they're going to punt it or they're going to kick a long field goal and then defense have to go back out in the field. And it's just, it's just one of those things where I don't think the personnel matches the, the expectation of success. And there you have it, folks. The Arizona the, Diamondbacks are going to go the meet the Series. Texas Rangers. We got the Suns up at halftime by 15 on the Warriors. Devin Booker with 21 in the first half, eight for 10 from the field. You know, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, so anybody else? I still got got them 37 and 45. Hot seat. If we go west, I think Pete Carroll's good. I I think everybody, I think everybody in that division, everybody's good. good. I kind of want Arthur Smith to be on the hot seat. I want Arthur Smith to be on the hot seat, but he is a byproduct of what I was talking about as far as like personnel. Mm -hmm. I think the I think the owner of the Falcons will look at what Arthur Smith is doing and be like, you know what? I like our direction. And that'll be enough versus the Buffalo Bills 
owners or GM saying like, I think our direction should have been more aligned with what the Chiefs are doing, and it's not that. So right. the talent level can be whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Chicago can go five and twelve, six and eleven, but if Justin Fields ends the season with 29, 30 touchdowns and 12 or 13 picks. Well, we got to figure out when he's coming back. Oh, you know, whenever he gets back. Right, right, right. If he he can let it, you know, in the season with an optimistic ratio, I think like same thing in Arizona where it's like if Kyler Murray can just stay healthy, keep working, it might might be interesting that the draft is like who wants to move to the top. Yeah, but I, th- I think that that's pretty much it, though. I think everybody else is either safe in their first year, or you know, like they have circumstances. Most guys, most guys are safe. Like if yeah. we go east or west, there's only a few guys that are you know on the hot yeah. seat. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, we'll see though. You know, the hot seat is always an interesting time. You know, and. Next week is going to be interesting because we got the first college football rankings coming out. We're going to get ahead of it, but it's going to be pretty chalk. Not for me. You're going, like, if we go, what are we going? Let's go 1-12. Well, I did my own. I didn't go off of the AP. I did what I think. You're thinking, like, if it was a 12-team playoff or if it was a 14-team playoff? Well, first of all, let me get this off real quick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so all you folks out there that keep telling me, and I keep hearing on all these other podcasts that we're going to deem the regular season to be meaningless and these games aren't going to matter X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Right. How about this? Let's take a walk real quick because all I keep, because all I keep hearing is we're going to get Texas and Oklahoma rematch in the big 12 championship game. Oh, we might see a rematch of Washington and Oregon in the pack. I guess those games didn't matter then, right? So if so, so so if Texas wins out and Oklahoma wins out, and Texas is going to get in the playoff because they won the Big Twelve championship game. But if I'm Oklahoma, I'm like I beat them. Like that game didn't matter. Like, beat them like twice. They, they get a they get a rematch. Like you know, you gotta what beat I mean? them like, twice. You so, gotta so beat them twice. So 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 my point is is that. In these circumstances, the games already don't matter, you know. So, like, you know, what happens if Ohio State? So, Ohio State already beat Penn State. Correct. What happens if Penn State beats Michigan, and then Michigan beats Penn State? You know, you got to get into these funky tiebreakers about you know who's going to go to the Big Ten title game because they go divisionless next year. You know, you got the ACC. You know, Florida State beat Duke the other day. Duke's first ACC loss. Louisville got an ACC loss. They play this weekend against each other. You got North Carolina, who somehow lost to the Wows. You got Miami with one conference loss. So what if Miami beats Florida State? Mm -hmm. Knocking on all that wood. No pause. You know what I'm saying? But but you got got 11-1 Miami, 11-1 Florida State. And then you got 11 and one North Carolina. And, you know, I don't know. Like, what do you do then? You just have, you, you have to have some, they, there has to be some predefined tiebreakers, i.e., well, well, point score, points against well, the opponent, conference the ACC, record. 
What were the ACC? Uh, you're ranking. Know. You're ranking at the time of the matchup. Something has. So, they so, have so to so break it all the way down so to normally, where. Back in the day, one. So back in the day, you probably remember this. We had a season where Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma all beat each other. That was the Crabtree catch year against Texas. You right. know, uh, they all beat each other, and Oklahoma got the nod because of the BCS ranking. You know, so but that, there's no BCS the now. So but you, you got to use something. So it, right, right. So, it, so maybe so the ACC, point, total points scored. So the ACC is going well with the ACC. It's different because there's a possibility that if Louisville and North Carolina both went out, they don't play each other. You know, so there's an independent firm that does analytics that's going to come up with some kind of formula or strategy that's going to put somebody in the conference championship game. You know, other times you use division record. You know, if you can't use that record against the other division, you, you got know, so a record record against common opponents. Record against top have, twenty-five. Sorry, Michigan. <laughs> records against top twenty-five points scored. There's there there's a, a a myriad of 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 aspects you can use. The issue is this: there is a clear agenda, and it has been for multiple multiple years. For the NCAA football committee, BCS, the nonprofit organization, that all of the above, bringing a lot of money, <laughs> all of that. It's because the bowl games go to are at neutral sites, normally NFL stadiums, with minimum seventy thousand seats. So you have the Caesar's Palace, which used to be the Mercedes Superdome. And that's Caesar's Palace, Atlanta, their Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, Dallas. They tend to host the games. State Art Farm Rock. is is it still State Farm in Arizona, or did they change uh, that yet? I'm not sure. Um, so there, the, there's the Art Phoenix, Rock down in Miami. The 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 air the Arizona Connor Stadium, the Hard Rock down in Miami. Only sixty thousand seats, but you got to get them all the way to all the way down to the literally south mm-hmm. part of Florida. Um, not many stadiums up north as far as this game. And I then know they, you have I know the they Rose do a bowl, bowl game. in Pasadena, which is outside of LA. I know they do a bowl game in uh Yankee Stadium, and uh, but that's normally like a like a West Virginia versus whomever. Hey, maybe Rutgers will get in there this year, you know. Uh, it's like $52. They got the super, uh, not the see, I was about to say the Pontiac Superdome. Four field, you know, I'm old. I was about to say the Four Pontiac, field. say the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> but they're they're probably like the Ford Field game isn't expected. It's a Mac, it's a Mac team, and yeah, they yeah. don't need they they're not trying to sell seventy thousand tickets. Like if I get Texas versus Ohio State in Arizona, I need thirty five thousand fans in Texas uh, apparel, that's that's and easy. then thirty five thousand in Ohio State apparel. Which is easy, but if I get Texas versus Cincinnati in Arizona, I'm not sure if I can get since 35,000 Cincinnati Bearcat fans to definitively to fill that stadium, and that always was a, a, a major piece. This year, like, because you're gonna do year if it was 12, I'm gonna look at the four, and I'm gonna go with my. Well, I, like, well, I, got, I, I got a. I mean, obviously, I got a top four, but you got you know your four. I mean? But I'm talking about yeah. like. Because I'm going up to 13 with this current standing. 
mm-hmm. not with the new system with this current right, system. Right, right, and right, then right, right, you right. can use your in-depth knowledge of like how this year will look one way, but next year look a different way at this same point. Because we're doing because right. we're not locked in. We're trying to do it a week ahead of time to see what we match up with. Because me, we did we had this conversation a year ago right. about what it will look like in two years with 12 mm-hmm. teams. And I think that conversation had us. We had like three SEC teams in that twelve of the four. Mm-hmm. This is before the the format came out. So if we look at it right now, I'm gonna go chalk one, two, three, four: Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, FSU. Not because of talent, it's because the Georgia versus Florida State game, I can put on anywhere south of Tennessee, and I'm gonna sell that stadium out. And neither team has shown you a reason why they shouldn't be one or four. Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, like, do I need to say any more than that? Well, we can well, play that. We could play that game in Frankfurt, and it could probably sell out. Frankfurt, well, uh, not Frankfurt, Kentucky. Frankfurt, Germany. So well, I think that that piece, you know, is always well, like that's what I'm saying. Because I think predicting what the committee will do. The committee. Think, the committee's got to go one, two, three, four. They yeah, can't think, go I, one, three, two, four. Well, I think the committee might go. I think I think they I think they go Georgia, Michigan, but I think they go Florida State, Oklahoma. Nah. Is what I think the committee would do. Nah. I think they I think they go two, three, oh Michigan, Ohio State, just so people are excited. Talk about it. Talk about it. And when when the Michigan Ohio State game occurs. Mm-hmm. You know they'll let it fan out, but <clears throat> I think Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma. I think they travel well. I don't know if they skip over Washington, but if we go, so Washington is five. So, so, so what's Oklahoma your top six. four? If, if it's up to Mister Logical, what's your to, top? If four? it's up to me, if it's up to me, I would go Georgia, Michigan. Florida State, Washington. I put oh, Ohio State. State, Ohio State five, OU six. See, here you go, leaving me to be two five. So because... the reason I would put Washington <laughs> four is because I like, I like the 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 marketability of it. I like the promotion of it. I like the fact that Penix, granted, Washington have a great game last week. I like that he's a Heisman finalist. I like my Heisman finalists to also be in the running for my college football playoff. When the first rankings come out, because you're competing with week seven of the NFL, week two or three of the NBA, and you only have about – because you, you, you got that gap, that post-Thanksgiving mm-hmm. – to bowl game gap. I need people to just be buzzed about these teams that are potentially in the college football playoff because the Dion playing at 10 o'clock at night on the Fridays and Saturday nights, that's not by accident. That's that's designed so that we as fans are watching college football. At 10 o'clock oh, and I'm night. excited. I'm excited because side note, you know, Colorado, UCLA this week. But anyway, you know, but but you leaving me to be 2-5 as only 2-5 can be. 
Well, this is why I gave so, you that name. This so, is why so, you have that moniker. We've been <laughs> agreeing way too much in the last like few, like couple of months to this point. Like I was describing to someone the other day at work, like why I called you T5. Yeah. And like, I remember that I think the conversation was your argument was that Kareem had the best argument for greatest player of all time because his entire like his entire basketball career. And I had never heard that, even from my pops. My pops had magic. And I was like, I had never heard a person say, yo, my goal's Kareem. I was like, what? Yeah. Lou Alcindor, they were changing rules because of him and, you know, all that stuff. And then they they brought over the beer and the shrimp. Just like, remember last week. I was like, this dude's on to something. We we were killing Hooters. Remember last week. Colorado Springs. We were killing. It's like last week I told you Dion wasn't my uh, goat DB. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I roll. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all have. I ain't got to. I ain't no, gotta be like everybody you. else. I can I, I can roll with you. I can roll with Charles Woodson if I want to. But anyway, um, so, so you know your two five moment. What's your two five moment? So my top four, top four. It's my top okay. four. So my as top right four, now, as of right now, as of right now, is I'm gonna start at number four. Georgia. Number three, Michigan. Number two, Florida State. Number one, Oklahoma. That's my top four right there. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to put Florida State number one, but I didn't want to be Homer. I didn't want to be the Homer. But when I look at but but when I look at it, because I'm big about gotta check the schedule. Gotta check the schedule. So when I look at Michigan, the only reason I don't have them number one, because Michigan theoretically should be number one, because they're blowing out everybody. Like they're they they beat. Michigan Their State whole staff is going to jail, but yeah, they're well, that everybody too. Out. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get they, locked they, up. They beat they beat Michigan State forty nine to nothing in East Lansing last week. Indiana got a touchdown, and then Michigan outscored the next fifty two points of the game. You know what I mean? Like so, so Michigan's just been putting it on people. You know what I mean? So if you're just looking at dominance and all that stuff, then Michigan could be your number one. If you're going off of like yo. This team I know is going to be here. They've won the last two national championships. They're the champion until somebody dethrones them. Then Georgia's your number one. But wouldn't that? But wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be encapsulated with their the ranking throughout the season? It's not like. But the playoff committee shouldn't mirror the AP though. Like they're an independent body that is supposed to have their own. Reasoning but if that independent body, body can still have the same like. Yeah, they could. Like, they yeah. could. We haven't seen anybody beat them in a couple of years. Ohio State was the closest, and I think they had a couple of close games. That would matter to me if they had Stetson Bennett, you know, if they had Jalen Carter, if they had Jordan Davis, if they had Ringo. All that would matter to me. But But this is a whole new thing. Guys are still undefeated. Yes, but but at the same time, you know, and this is where you get dangerous, right? Like, like I heard somebody say this the other day, and it made complete sense, and I had never thought about it before, even though it's simple. They said that we're judging Alabama against Alabama. And that's what, to some degree, I'm doing to Georgia, is I'm judging Georgia against who they were. Correct. You know, you know but they're not that right now. Like, looking at their, looking at their games this year, they, the same team, the same Auburn team, that LSU beat by damn near 40. Correct. You know, Georgia 
was in a game. Auburn had a chance to put the game in overtime. You know, uh, you know, they were giving up points to UAB. You know, they they look good against Kentucky. That's about the only game that they've actually looked like. They were down 14 to 3 at halftime to South Carolina. I mean, you, God, I hate when you like sway me to your side with this. Well, well, no, I'm not. But, but the point I, that I, I'm I, making, I feel though, you because I, I, I do feel that we talk about it. We talked about it with the uh, back in the day when Kenya Martin got hurt for the Cincinnati Bearcats. He got hurt in like the tournament game, and then the rankings came out, and Cincinnati was going to be a number one seed. Yeah, they he got hurt, and they got dropped to number two, which essentially had him somewhere around like eight. And it was like, well, you got. Hurt. You lost your top player. Right. So for Georgia not to have a dynamic player or a player personnel group the way they had with Jordan Davis a couple of years ago, Jalen Carter last year, Nolan Smith, uh, Nicobe Dean, those other guys, and then Stetson Bennett. I understand where, but with that being said, they haven't lost. And if they do lose, they will drop far because I, I think they're teetering on the you're one, but if you get out of line, okay, you'll be eight. Is, and is we won't mind because we have to keep you at one because you haven't done anything. Will, will the committee to not be one? Will the committee use the Brock Bauer energy injury to drop Georgia? No, they're gonna wait on a loss because you. In, in football, having your dynamic offensive player not there normally translates to a loss. You lose a couple of tackles. Well, they got the cocktail party this weekend, you know. Against. So we'll see, Florida. So we'll see, you know. But but like, but I think that's what I think that's what it is because we talked about it before with the whole when it was back before the Big Twelve had. I think it was, we talked about this on the pod before when the Big Twelve didn't have. A championship game and Alabama was 11 and one, but didn't play in their championship game. And then they, they, you know, so like they, though they put these teams in positions to where we know Ohio State's going to go from six to four, but we'll put TCU and Baylor well, at four and five. I think, I think so that you put Georgia at one because they didn't lose one, but, but as but soon see, as, and as, and soon I as think they lose. Fair. If they get the five, they'll never get back. And, and, and I don't think where, they'll ever get back in. And that's where I think I'm different because I think a lot of people, when they rank, they also use it as like a projection. Like, this is what I think is going to happen. This is who I think the best team is, or this is who I think the best team will be. So until Georgia loses, they're just number one. I look at it as this is going to work itself out. So Correct. I can so I can rank how I want, and then so I, I think can, we're in, I think we're on the same I think we're on the same page there. I just you, think that as far as like you, if I'm the committee, Georgia hasn't. What? Well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me so so check they, it out. One. So check it out. If if I don't know nothing about college football, right? I, I'm just somebody that somebody sat down and said, "Watch this with me. I'm going to explain it all to you. These are the good teams. Whatever, right? Okay." So, so when I'm sitting there and somebody says to me, Florida State has beat LSU, who may have the Heisman Trophy winner as well. You know, they've beaten Duke. You know, and 
I, so so when I look at that, I'm like, oh, those are two pretty good wins. Those are pretty two damn good wins. Now everybody's holding the Boston College game against Florida State, you know, because they had a close game against a bad team. But you know, it happens. Look at Oklahoma the other day, you know. Yeah. So now, so now when I look at Oklahoma, I'm like, don't tell me how good and talented Texas is if I can't give Oklahoma a bump for beating Texas, right? Now, when I look at Michigan, what's Michigan's best win? Is it Rutgers? Is it UNLV? The rivalry game with Michigan State? No, because they just fired their coach and they're they haven't beat up Power Five team yet this but year. But maybe, but maybe, like you can't you can't fault Michigan for being so much better than their competition. No, if you think no, about it, no, no. But I it, can fault them. By, by that same logic, Florida State essentially for lack of a better phrase, played down the Boston College. LSU that lost to Florida State also lost and was they they were they lost to Ole Miss mm-hmm. and then they were within a couple of miraculous defensive possessions of losing against Missouri. Missouri. But Missouri's you know, good. So Missouri yeah they're good. So it's like you can't just take that's why it's hard to use the oh this team played this team oh. tough this team played this team tough thing because then I can go into the team that you selected i.e. LSU or even you're saying oh well LSU or yeah Florida State had the close call against Boston College but then someone can look at like well Boston College lost to I'm not even sure what Boston College win loss record is they're four but, and three. So they've lost three games, and they had a they had a they were within an earshot of beating Florida State. So I think it's kind of hard to use that. Oh, they almost played this team. No, I think but the I can't. Only but thing I can't you can really Michigan. use is how are you playing consistently week to week? If every single like the Minnesota Vikings last year, shout out to Kirk Cousins, they they were like seven and one in one score games. You shouldn't be seven and one and one score games when you went 13 games. You could be three and one, you know, or like you, you shouldn't be having to come from behind and, and like be scrambling and be the comeback kids and stuff like that. When I so look at that Michigan, will give me an indictment on your team. When, when but I look if you at are a, a good team and you're just beating the hell out of the teams you play, then you beat the hell out of the teams you play. No, I get that, but at the same time, I can't reward you when you're out of conference schedule is UNLV, Bowling Green, and East Carolina. But is that on par with the other teams? All, it is like, not. It is not. But also, hold but on. It's but it's Alabama's all, all, hold on, all hold on, out of schedule Hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but also, but also, but also, even when you look at their Big Ten games, Indiana, Michigan State, <laughs> Like, so even, so even, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. And they have a chance on November 11th to beat Penn State. And they have a chance the last game of the season to beat Ohio State. And I got them in my top four. It ain't like I put them at number seven or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, but what, but I get, I get what you're saying. But yes, Alabama played Texas out of conference. Yes. But they do that one game every year, no, but they also but, play four very cupcake games. They play look, three early. But look, but look, they but play, look. This is what Alabama does every year. If Alabama played one of those teams, if Alabama played. Alabama will play 
Mercer, yes, Georgia That's State. That's what I was about to say. And Tennessee Alabama, State. You know what? If but Alabama they'll also played, play Texas and or Oregon. No, right? see, this is why it's bullshit. But then they'll Alabama, play a game before they play Auburn every year. So they play at least four. They no, just spread no, them out. This is why it's bullshit. Because if Alabama had played Bowling Green instead of Texas, they'd be undefeated in Georgia and Alabama would be one, two in the polls right now. Absolutely. But that's, that's my thing. point. So you got to have something that you got to have a line of delineation. But you the, have to. But when it comes to that line, it's a matter of there's no set demand on the schedule. So when we get into the weeds, when we present questions like, well, this team played them tough or this team only beat this team. It's always going to be, well, LSU lost to this guy. Missouri beat Kansas State. Kansas State beat Kansas. Well, that's why I don't Kansas think beat because it's all Oregon. Oregon beat Cal. Like, it's it's always going to be only, this, this, so this, is the this, problem. this crazy no, Venn diagram. This is, the, this is the problem. In the NFL, in the NFL, the talent is, you know, for the most part, equally. Oh, it's very easy. You so, have a so, dynamic so player so somewhere on your team. In college. The Hopefully only, if you have four. Yeah. In college, the only objective fact that you have is the win-loss record. But the schedules aren't created equal. So that's where this comes in. And you know I, I, mean? I get that, but you're you're looking at it as this expectation that these schedules have to be created equal. No, 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 no. no I'm no, not. Like, I'm not. I'm just saying don't it. play Bowling Green, East Carolina. But everybody does. Everybody plays that schedule. Everybody plays that. You're right. But but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, this is not not the final ranking. This is not my final ranking. This is ranking to this point. I can only judge you off of who you played to this point. So as Penn State enters the schedule, as Maryland enters the schedule, Has has any team realistically, without doing like, you know, a deep dive, of the top eight teams, who's played a, a two or three top 12 teams and won all those games? Like, really, if you look at Georgia, they haven't. Michigan hasn't. Ohio State hasn't. Well, Georgia FSU hasn't played hasn't. a top 20 team. Well, but that's the thing. They started out as one as number one. And if they don't. They're not going to get all the way to the end as number one and win it all. Because at some point, you have to play one of these top teams, either your championship game, either your rivalry game. Right. Your and I can let you turn You can be 9-0 but you can't take it away because there's yes, no I can. evidence to support that to take it away. Because, simply because yes, I can. these other teams aren't good. Because Indiana's no, not good. No, because you Ohio don't look good. Because you don't look good. I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I can't reward you because of what you did last year, but in front of my eyes right now, you're struggling. But didn't beat the brakes off of somebody? That was Kentucky. Well, I mean, like, what else do you want them to do? They can't get teams on their schedule. They can't replace teams on their schedule that aren't as good as, if you play your conference, your conference is your conference. So your out of out of conference games are on par with everybody else's. Everybody else is spending and that's why it all minimum works. That's why it all works out. If, if Oklahoma out. if Oklahoma didn't play Texas until three weeks from now, 
the problem then, then is I wouldn't have them as high right now. If you put teams that are already in the AP poll, one, two, three, four, and then you put them in the college football playoffs as four, three, two, one because of this, then I think you open up this 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 this, this portal of well, but that's they, the point of LSU the played the this this way. But I don't think that's, that's the, the point of the point. committee. That's the that's whole point. It's to not the be the point AP. Of the committee is to get the AP rankings. They get the best four teams. In no, the and, best. and how do they do that? They do it subjectively but, as well. Once again, the, the, but that I don't think they have a subjective ideology in selecting their best teams. I think the best teams are the best teams <laughs> that can fill the stadium. I'm gonna go back to this. I'm gonna follow the I'm money saying. kind of guy. But that's what like I'm when Neil like, in the Matrix and he got the message said, "Follow the white rabbit." And the girl came to the door. That's me sending the message. Follow the money. Because what happens is if you I I don't want to tell Georgia, I don't want, I don't think you're number one because you didn't blow these other teams out. Because if you get a team that blows a team out and then they lose the following week, you can't be like, oh, well, they blew out Kentucky. So you you have to just be like, you know what? You won. You didn't. You you didn't lose. This is spot you you were in. We'll leave you there. Do you think Georgia wants to be number one? Do you think Georgia wants would rather be number one on October twenty fourth or on December first? I think if they're number one on October twenty fourth, it's pretty difficult to move them from anywhere other than one. But it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because that. that, But that's the problem. That's the problem with college football right there. That's the problem. But they're is gonna that, play, like, but they're gonna play the teams and win. You're not who gonna are they gonna play? They That's gonna, who, who, they're gonna who play their gonna, conference games who, now. I know, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But looking at their looking at their conference, who is Georgia gonna play for the rest of the season that will have you say, see, that's that win solidified me having them at number one three weeks ago. But Nobody. A, but my like I'm they're solidified at that position because that's how the 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 air of the the preseason rankings work. Like I said, I'm on board with not starting the rankings until October 8th. But like, I, I'm I, on board with you getting did that, four I think games. People would still put Georgia number one because they're the no, national champion. A, after the four games, I think you your what your ranking after four games would make more sense. But just the philosophy of how they rank teams. It's unlikely that you're going to get a team jump from four to one unless it's Alabama. And most well, teams yes, don't and jump AP, the number yes. one team. Most AP, teams yes. don't, if Georgia kicked the last second field goal to beat Texas AM with a backup quarterback, and then Alabama beat LSU 40 to 6, then yeah, I think that happens. But because that tends to not happen in the same week you as an individual who is looking like oh george is barely this good but the problem because, is, is that, because you you don't have the uh the other event to but support the problem, but the problem the jump is, is that, that week but the problem is is that they're moving everybody else so when florida state played but that they don't move game against, that much yes they do when florida state played florida boston State's college four. they moved down when when ohio state Played a close game against somebody, they moved down. USC moved down. Like Georgia. Who, who moved? What what game or by the two, three, four, or five team was so definitively better to the point where you got to move Georgia down in that week? 
not like the week before and then going, the week going after. Off of the start, going off of the start of this conversation, as dominant as Michigan has been, they would have an argument. You know, going off of going off. But of, who did who did Michigan play that says they played a team and nobody, beat them so but, badly that we should move them? Ahead? That's what I'm saying. It all nobody, has to happen. But Georgia together. also Georgia also played their first four games at home. You know, as did that's Michigan. your leverage. I mean, I know I'm going somewhere with this, but but Ohio State went on the road and beat Notre Dame, who turned around and beat <laughs> USC. So why can't I? So, and now, so you and, and, be now, and, now and now because they because they just beat USC. No, 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 no. And now and now that Ohio State they had the Notre Dame win, then Penn State came in there like number six or number seven. And they beat Penn State. So now, why can't I move Ohio State a little higher? That's what I mean. Because you have too many hypo... You have too many... Yes, these are facts. I'm not saying that what you're saying is hypothetical. But what you have is, oh, because this team beat this team. I'm like, well, Utah beat USC. USC was beating the brakes off everyone. Utah should be higher than... Utah should be seven. And then it's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Or Oregon State is eleven. So how does Utah get above Oregon State? Right. Like, well, they well they beat the well they didn't beat USC the way that Utah. Well, Utah won by two, but it was like on the road. I'm like, okay, that's the thing. Is like when you when you introduce so many different caveats. When it's simply who won, when did you win? That's it. So if you look at it that way, because <coughs> excuse me. Like you said, it all plays itself out. You're not going to get a perfect ranking. And I get that you may feel that Michigan is number one. But if Georgia truly isn't the number one team, they will have their hiccup. And then that's yeah, when you and, can and call them. But that would probably happen in the playoff because their because their schedule is so weak. So like if they make it through, so if they make it through undefeated, even if they get to the SEC title game. And potentially lose to Alabama, there's still going to be an avenue for Georgia to get in. But that was always going to be the case when you're that when you're from that conference when you're well, from that conference and you have that level. That's have, why and that's when you why have that winning leverage, teams. and that's why we need twelve teams. But the twelve teams we talked about this. No, that's Seven fine. Ago, that's fine. But it's still you're still gonna get three or four teams that don't belong because one team is gonna be really good, and the narrative is gonna be well, Georgia beat Tennessee, but Tennessee's only loss was to Georgia, and it was by a touchdown. And but, but I think you can live with that, minus what we're talking about right now, where Georgia beat you know, UAB and UT Martin, and they struggled with Auburn. Like, you know, that's a different conversation. If but that's the same conversation the end of, to me with the, the LSU, season, FSU conversation because in the first half, it looked like a tight game, and then FSU pulled away. And then LSU lost Ole Miss. They had a tight game against um, Missouri. But see, but that's, but that's the problem because where's Ole Miss right now? Game. Where's Ole Miss right now? Ole Miss right now is twelve. Exactly. So I'm gonna penalize them. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can't have it both ways. It can't be. I'm not gonna give. I'm. I'm gonna give them extra credit 
for beating bad teams and not knock them for beating bad teams. Yeah, but, but, I'm, but, but I'm gonna take away from them. Said, but I'm gonna take away from said. them for losing the good teams. So, you can't so have Utah them both ways. Thir- Utah at 13 with one loss to Oregon State. Are you willing to put LSU above Utah with the one loss? Are you willing to put LSU above Oregon State with the one loss? Are you willing to move Ole Miss to 11, Oregon State to 12, once, once L- or Oregon LSU, State to LSU 13, and LSU, LSU to 12? LSU doesn't, have the, LSU doesn't have the wins to do it. They 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 only have two losses and one loss. But they don't, but they don't have the wins. But they don't have the and wins. And Ole Miss at 11. But they don't have the wins. Like Notre Dame has the win over Duke. With and when you look at their who they like, they lost to but they lost Ohio to State on the last Louisville play of the game. Not even top fourteen. They're they're like sixteen or seventeen, but they're not top fourteen. Why so, fourteen like, the cutoff? So Why fourteen? You get... Like you just made that up? Oh no, because I went to twelve. <laughs> I went, I went no, to, you went, I went to thirteen, to 13 because Utah was thirteen. Exactly because because, the, because <laughs> I was talking because that that's the last of the one loss teams. Fourteen is two losses. As of the yeah, but Louisville only got one loss. Yeah, but like of the major ones, they I got know, but, but they I'm stopped that. You can't have it that was the ways. first. Can't I had I stopped at thirteen because fourteen had two losses, so I was like, okay, I know, but that's I'm what gonna I'm go saying. one through thirteen because they have the fourteen ranked team with so, two that's losses. That's what I'm saying. So in that's that scenario, so in that scenario, why well, not have that, all the Louisville one losses ahead like, of the yo, two losses? Louisville is like, yo, how am I below a two loss team and only got one loss? That's why you gotta let it pan out. And I get your 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 discussion as far as like putting Georgia because they haven't played anyone. But if we got into the minutia and we got into the analytics of it, it's probably a lot of teams other than the marquee game that we watched on NBC, ABC, or CBS, or ESPN. Most these teams probably haven't played that tough of a schedule. No, but but I think most teams, most teams have at least one. Like So like Missouri, right? They're good. But they've played Kentucky and LSU already. You know what I but mean? They like, don't get to manipulate their schedule because they don't have the leverage because they're not. No, they're I know, a, I know, I know. I'm just making a point. Piece. I'm just making a yeah. point. You know, Notre Dame, even though they got the two losses, they've played Ohio State, Duke, and Louisville. Georgia hasn't even played one team that's semi equivalent to that. Yeah, and if you they know, play three bad games, or if they have some tough games where they have to play Arkansas, they got to play, uh, and they have a tough game, their tough game will come. It's but they're going to get a pass because they're going to say that's the SEC. Not, they're going to get a pass. Their fault. It's not their fault that the teams that they played, like, for instance, no one was expecting five Pac-12 teams to be in the top 15 this late in the season. And why are they in the top fifteen? Because they only have one. Well, right now, you because got of their Oregon, records. Because of Utah, their records. Oregon State, Washington. So that's one. They're, two, they're in there. Three, they're four. in there because of their records. That's why they're ranked right now. Yeah, but so if you looked at the schedule, but oh, that's golden. But they didn't call it. If you looked at the schedule, you wouldn't have thought that you wouldn't have thought that Washington would be undefeated. You wouldn't have thought that Oregon and Utah well, I had both Washington, had one well, loss. I had Washington as a playoff team, remember? So I would have. You know Probably, what I mean? Yeah. But, and then but, Oregon, but no, but, Oregon State with one loss. And that. And yeah, I had Oregon Utah. State in the Pac 12 title game yeah, against Washington. Yeah, Utah losing to USC. Yeah, I yeah, had you, Utah losing to USC. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like it all happens. I got Utah losing to Oregon this weekend. 
You know what I mean? Like it all happens. Like you know, it like all, it'll all it'll all feather itself out. Right. So that's like, what I'm saying. So if it's going to play initial, the initial, right? right one, but that's my point. You, if you go if it's going like to work, if it's going to work itself out, if it's going to work itself out, why do I have to play this game of I have to put Georgia at number one? Because if it's they, all going to work they, out, it's they, all going to work out. Lose it. They didn't do anything to. They lose didn't do anything it. to get it. They got it off the preseason ranking, which I'm not a big fan of the preseason ranking. But if we're going to allow the preseason ranking, but to the exist, preseason ranking has nothing to do with the playoff ranking that benefits from the preseason the, ranking. The preseason, the preseason ranking has nothing to do with the playoff ranking, according to the playoff committee. They start fresh every week, one to twenty-five. You know what I'm saying? So, if and why does it look identical, damn near every week? Because they full of shit, just like college football is. There That's we go. Why. So you why why we losing our yo, mind over it? It's, it's a great a, it's a great conversation, but because of the caveats and the nuance to it, it's just as simple as they're gonna pick the teams that they're gonna pick, and cream has to rise to the top. They've already put teams there. Like I said, we talked about this before. Like, listen, October eighth should be the the that week, the week of October eighth, after they play four to maybe five games, is when the first top twenty five rankings will come out. Because that's when you can use the they've only averaged this many points against us, or their defense is ranked here, and you right. can really make a real ranking of or, the college football because they all because they all have a very frivolous convoluted kind of schedule or we, that could be the caveat like listen you all play this cupcake schedule and we'll give you credit that's that that's where a game like Oregon or, versus Alabama week one will give both of those teams credit because right now it doesn't or you ready for the title of our episode or fuck the AP Get rid of the AP altogether and not have a ranking until now with the college football ranking. Listen, man, it's a bunch of people going to liberal arts schools trying to get degrees in journalism. They need their job when they're done. We got all these blogs and podcasts taking up all their jobs. They need something. Well, I don't well, mind, like I said, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind the system, even if I don't like the system wholeheartedly. As long as you keep it, as long as you keep it consistent of how you operate it, then I can adopt it. I can well, I can understand that. If you're going to change it, that's fine. But as far as like the way they have it, the way they currently have it set up is like this is what it looks like, and it tends to play itself out. It's very rare that you get the whole Ohio State at six, and then Cordell Jones goes out in the Big Ten championship and wins. They move from six to four. That was very obvious. The Alabama getting in will not play in the conference championship. That was very obvious. But every year since then, it's been, all right, we'll throw Cincinnati in there. They get Molly Whopped. We'll throw Michigan State in there with, Con- what's, the, what's the boy name? Connor Cook. Connor Cook, and they got Molly Whopped. We'll put Hawaii in the BCS game, and they got Molly Whopped. So- Boise didn't get Molly Whopped, you know what I'm saying? But – but, but that's what I'm saying. That's why you got to let it happen. Like, you can't just be like, this has happened, so therefore I'm never going to do it again. Like, no, no, no. They put them in. Like, they put them in. They put Washington in with uh, what's the, the left-handed quarterback. Browning. Browning. So they yeah. put all they put these teams in. They put them in. It's not like they avoid oh, putting them in. No, but usually, that- usually it's because 
they use some other the, teams don't do their part. Well, well and they it's because they use it's because they use the record. Because like you know, there is a world where a ten and two team could be better than an eleven and two or eleven and one team. But that was the you argument I mean? that Nick Saban was trying to make last year live on television, because he was saying, "You mean to tell me that we're not?" Because who ended up making the final four last year? I know we're about to get into the NBA. It was Georgia, night. Michigan, TCU, and. Uh, Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Yeah. So his argument, he was on air during, I think it was the SEC championship. Yeah, they lost both games on the last play. And he was like, and he said it. He was like, and this is before the college football player ranking came up. So even with two losses, he was still trying to lobby put loud on TV why his team should be in. And it's like, at some point, we have to draw a line. Like, I get that you want to go with this narrative of the best team. Because I remember Kirk Hershey said something like a couple of years back, maybe like six or seven years back. It was like, you need to tell me a 10-2 and two Alabama isn't better than an 11-1 and one Michigan State or something along. I don't know if that was those are the teams. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not the conversation. The conversation is you played the games. Now we have to make decisions based off right, the games. Which goes played. back to my original statement when we started this conversation. Your win, your don't tell me that the games don't matter when you're going to do shit like that. But you they don't. But, but thankfully, they haven't put a 10 and 2 team in. And every team has gotten their way by being either 11 and 1 or 12 and 0. 13 and 0 depends on how many games you play. I think LSU won the conference playoffs. championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like 13 and 0. So yeah. everyone's kind of done their part, and we haven't had the whole Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, all of them 10 and 2, and then these other teams undefeated. Well, maybe this will be the year. You know, saying maybe maybe we'll get six 11 and one teams and a 12 and 0 team. And then we go, what the hell? We need 12 teams. <laughs> and then it, and you know? then next year we'll get four SEC teams. Yeah, but it is opening night. You know, uh, we got Golden State 86, Phoenix 80 or 88 to 80 starting the fourth quarter now. You know, Phoenix had their 15-point lead deteriorate. Now they're down eight. So, you know. 47 uh, to 35. As, as I mentioned, as I mentioned, you know, Bradley Beal is not with us today. You know, he he decided to load manage in the first game of the season. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you know say So, yo, NBA is here. James Harden still not at practice. You I'm know, excited. uh Giannis signed his three-year, $186 million I saw extension. that. I did that math last night with the sleep. I did. I saw that. I turned off Netflix. I did the math. I set my alarm and threw the phone down so I can go to work and get my $60,000. <laughs> Your job, right? And you get sixty million to play basketball. It's bananas. I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, you got to do it. You got to make that move. Uh, he was gonna leave. Potentially, you don't want a Dame Little situation where you're paying him this crazy amount of money and he's not producing. That's a travel. I don't know why they never call that. Kaminga with the effort. Uh. I, I like I like what Milwaukee did. I think I'm liking more. I want to spread. I want more talent in the league. I want dynamic duos on 14 teams. 
I want Embiid and Harden to work. I want Butler Bam to work. I want Giannis Dame to work. I want Paolo and Wagner, Wagner to work. Yeah. Uh, I just I I want Wimby and whoever they can get to be the second fiddle. Oh, they got there. Devin Vassell that they just paid. Do you do you do you want uh Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivy to work? I don't know how that works with uh <laughs> what's the boy name? The uh the Thompson. Thompson. There. I, saw I her, want yeah. Kyrie and Luca to work. I I saw that A D and LeBron worked a few years back. I just don't think that realistically the, the history of AD playing a lot of games and LeBron just being, you know, just being a year 21. It was like, I was in the Air Force almost 22 years. By 19, I was like, I don't know if I really want to get up to go to no, work. When LeBron I, joined the I would start sending text messages like, yo, man, just send me, just email me turnover. I'd be when there. Le- one. When LeBron first played his, when he played his first NBA game, I was already in for like four years. <laughs> so he played his game in the two in two thousand three, correct? Yeah, yeah. So the season starts October '03. Yep. I was at my third base. I had already deployed once. Me and you deployed to the same location, <laughs> and I had my own apartment. And I was testing for staff like a few months later. Yeah, like like I know. had a whole like I lived a whole like I was like twenty two at the time. Uh, so the expectation that he's going to get you a lot of games, it just doesn't seem realistic. The combo of, I like Chris Paul and Steph. I don't know how that's going to be sustainable with two small guards. I don't really like give you anything other than just an offensive headache. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if they do anything defensively or just other than just tiring out your guys who have the guard. You see if Clay's legs can hold up too. Clay out there missing jump shots like he's 65 and he only 30. I'm trying to say the empire is over. The evil empire has fallen. And and that could be the case. Or maybe he does a Tim Duncan thing. And though Steve Kerr was a Popovich, you know, I don't want to say I'm a Popovich disciple, but he coached on, he played under him when he coached. Mm -hmm. Maybe Clay gets a Tim Duncan treatment where he plays, he gives you eight. Clay trying to get paid, though. He's trying to get one more contract. They gave Draymond a contract, and Draymond's been a triple single for like two years. And they well, said, I don't think they're gonna give Clay the contract because at some point you gotta, you know, I mean, you they know what gave, I mean? At some point, they you gave gotta, him two years worth of like he got a 200 million deal. No, I know, but, years, at, but at play. some but at, but at some point, you just gotta pull. I don't know what else you're gonna ask for. Like, you can only save the vets. You, you can't, can't go out the, there, you can't go out there asking for more money, i.e., what James Harden did, hence why he signed his. Mm-hmm. He opted into his contract and then demanded the trade. You can only keep the vegetable like, live no for so for long. You can only keep the vegetable live for so long, you know. But uh, yeah, you know. So you know, we picked our finals the other day. You know, we picked uh, both of us picked Denver and Boston. Boston. I picked Denver to win. You picked Boston to win. Which you is know. shock. I don't know if that. Like, I mean, this is how I'm looking at it. In the East, the only other team I can consider is Milwaukee. You know, that's the only other team I can consider. Philly's got too much turmoil going on. You know, uh, Cleveland's got the whole, like, Donovan Mitchell ain't going to resign. They don't give Evan Mobley the ball enough anyway. The Knicks got Julius Randle. That's enough said. Oh, you, know, uh, you know, um, the Knicks are the Knicks. The, the that Thibodeau's a head coach. He's going to work him to death. Yeah. 
The same he, thing with Stan Van Gundy. Like he was notorious for these practices to where guys is basically like Gilbert Arena said, listen, you got me for the game, you got me for practice. Pick one. Yeah, the Heat, um, you know, they lost Struce and uh Vincent, you know, um off of their team, you know. Um, so Martin's gonna get more minutes. Kyle Lowry's another year older, you know. Kyle it, Lowry is LeBron's age, fellas. Kevin people. Kevin like, Love's another year older. He's LeBron's you, age. You know, uh, you got what Haywood Smith going to come save the day. Jaime Hawkins, you're relying on a rookie, and uh, Jokic or Jovic. You know, you got to hope that they should have pursued harder to get Dame, whatever. Or they should have got Drew after they didn't get Dame. They should have gone and got either. They should have went out and tried to get a big. That way they can feel a little comfortable, maybe moving Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson because they got the big that's going to get you second chance points. I don't know if Aiton was really ever on the mark. I don't know how you get Aiton and Dame Lillard hey, in that, that, that three point two. That's dominating to you. Yeah, he's he's gonna have a nice. He's gonna have the same year he's having in Phoenix. It's gonna be eighteen <laughs> to ten. So he's gonna shoot more shots. Well, I'm not trying. Like it just. So in the West, in the West, like the West can be a little more topsy turvy than the East. I think the East is literally those two teams. Unless something happens at the trade deadline, you know, Philly gets rid of Harden and gets something back. I think it's I just those two down teams. For Harden and it's pretty quirky. Um uh it's gonna relate to some other players. It's pretty little things. Uh, Phoenix on an eleven oh run just like that. Yeah. So it's pay to stay away until we give you away to someone who's willing to pay. There you go. So he's going to be on the bench like Al Horford was, Oladipo, John Wall. He's going to end up with the Clippers. I don't, you know, I don't know who else is out there that you know that, that they rejected that trade. I don't. I would. I don't understand the Clippers. It. I don't understand the Clippers. Like Terrence Mann is not a young dude. Like he's twenty seven and That's young compared to James Harden. I mean, compared to James Harden, yeah. Compared to James Harden, yeah. He's an NBA 27. That's like a real life 22. His career high is 8.8 points a game. Yeah, but do you want the headache of James Harden? If I think this is the I last year. James Harden get, get you if, what? If, 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 if I think this is the last year of your the dynastic attempt. Yeah, like why not? What I'd rather, I, I'd rather, what I, I'd rather. What do I I'd do rather, next year? You, next year you start over because you're probably going to have to do that anyway. If I keep, if I bring in James Harden, because you're keeping one of the two, maybe Kawhi or Paul George, you probably ain't keeping both. I think they're probably. I would I'm just Steve blow Ballmer, the whole thing up. I would just you're gonna you're up. gonna blow the whole thing up. More like you, you're gonna blow the whole thing up. But you can't. But you kind of can't because you got the new arena opening next year. So you need a face. You need something. You're not uh, the Lakers. You're not the Lakers. You know you need something. How, that depends on how far away the stadium is. It well, depends it's on how easy it is to get to the stadium uh-huh. and how dope it is. If it's easy to get to and the area around it is dope, because I think SoFi, I remember the first saw the prototypes of SoFi, it's probably like 2016. I was in my office, 2016, 2017. The stadium costs like a billion and change, but the entire renovation around it, which I think is in Inglewood, was like $2.1 billion. 
So mm-hmm. shops, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, go-kart, top golf, stuff like that. So if you're built, if you build your basketball stadium on the like on the fringes of that, like just a part of that, like little that new community, don't think you can get people there. Uh, you're gonna need a star. L- the NBA will make sure that LA gets a star in some form or fashion, whether it's Booker, whether it's I'm trying to think who would be on the who would be a bit hit man, it's gonna be tough. You have to just it's gonna be tough because I don't think there's anybody because I don't know who's I don't know who's young and is a star that's dynamic enough. Like if you think about the all-star team, maybe you somebody maybe you like John Morant. <laughs> maybe you could squeeze Kyrie from Dallas, but I don't know if that's enough. Maybe you can get Luca. Maybe you you throw the world that Mark Cuban is a businessman, and you get Luca, and Luca opens your new stadium next year. Uh, but as far as like any star under twenty seven, Donovan Mitchell, is he enough? Is he is he a marquee? Is he a big enough marquee for your basketball your average basketball fan? Maybe not. That's the thing with the NBA, and that I wrote this down as part of my notes, is that there's so many teams that are already planning for 2024. I don't think there's a lot of teams that are going into 2023 thinking, oh, we can compete for one of these top eight spots, like the top four of the East, top four of the West. I'm not sure Chicago's thinking like, yo, I think this team has a chance to make a run. I know Memphis is probably thinking that, but there's star players out for 25 games. I'm the L- L.A. I'm LA is thinking it. Yeah. I'm trying to LA. I'm trying to see who's gonna be a free agent after this season. Okay, keep going. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just like kind of spitballing who like what team or what players or what group of players <coughs> the NBA doesn't do a good job of allowing I don't know if the, if the NBA media, the NBA fans, but they don't do they don't do the teams justice by allowing it to develop because Jokic and Jamal Murray got drafted 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. They didn't really get good until the bubble. Right. You know, that was so that's four, four or five seasons. Steph and Clay, they had a couple years ankle injuries with with Steph. They gave him the contract. Draymond has Draymond never got better. Draymond got to a point where he was good for that team, but Draymond's numbers don't say, "Oh, this dude's gonna go from twelve points, sixteen points to twenty two points." So there's not a lot of free agents. This list is bad. Who's gonna get? Pascal Siakam, He's Buddy Hield, no, CD Osman, Royce O'Neal, Tobias Harris, Clay, uh, Joe Harris. All over thirty. You know, um, as I go down the list, Mark. Anybody L. under twenty-five? Uh, nope. Mark L. Fultz probably the youngest guy. Yeah, because he's the same age as Tatum, probably. Yeah, because uh, they're in the same draft. Um. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Unless unless you're going Malik Monk, you know, say he get the computers Putin. 
I think the <laughs> I just saw a New Balance commercial. I think they got a better lineup. Dejounte Murray. I think maybe you could squeeze maybe squeeze Trey Long out Trey Young out of Atlanta. But realistically, teams need to just buckle down and just be willing to go fifty-one and thirty-one and grind through the playoffs. Be willing to go, you know, forty-eight and forty-four. I don't and, know. I might I might call Memphis and see what I what I what they want for Ja. Nah, you can't. You're not moving him. They're not moving him. Well, if he, wanna, he might want to move. I don't know. They they gonna give him two hundred million dollars for three years on his next contract extension. Mm. That's the thing. You you have to draft and play your guy and let your guy that you draft go off. Hey, let let something not go right in New Orleans. Call about Zion. Well, Zion, I think Zion, I think Zion is a as a, a good piece, but because he has potential, mm-hmm. New, Orleans, New Orleans, New right. Orleans not gonna New Orleans is gonna want your whole team. Lamelo, New Orleans is gonna be like Rumpelstiltskin. They're gonna Lamello. want firstborn. Lamelo, maybe. Jordan's gone. I think because I think Charlotte's going to be the worst team in the league, you know, um, or at least bottom four or five. Oh, yeah. yeah, they they're definitely gonna, they're going to be one of the ten teams that don't make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, considering that sixty six point seven percent of the league makes play, uh, I think Lamelo might be a good move, but the problem is he's going to want to go somewhere dope. <laughs> and all the teams, I mean, it's LA. All the teams in dope cities. Are, have championship aspirations, so they're not going to give up what Charlotte wants to get Lamella. That's the problem. Is that if he wanted to go to Chicago, if he wanted to go to Detroit, Detroit can give Detroit can give like the the middle like because I used to think it was like I used to think you were kind of bloviating when you came to these market arguments. Like oh the small market, small market, small market. I'm like, come on, man. Everyone, everyone's playing. Whatever is on TV, is on Instagram. But LA's not giving up enough to get Lamelo Ball just to be a marquee team because they're already hey, LA. You want to you want to see evidence of small market? All you gotta do is watch how often these TV shows talk about the Nuggets. This one, the championship. Exactly. You know what well, and, that, and their and their their star, like Jamal Murray's cool, but he's not. Like, have you? Do, would you talk to Jamal Murray for an hour? Why not? Have you? What? What? What has he said? He's like, oh man, I really like. I, what coverage I, has I, he got to say anything? I could talk to Pat Bev for Pat. If Pat Bev wanted to be the third screen in this podcast, I think it'd be dope. Gilbert Arenas, I think it'd be dope. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many opportunities Jamal Murray has had to show his personality. I just don't know that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. I he mean, Lamelo Ball has been on the one of the saying. worst teams, but his dad got yeah. a TV show. Yeah, but that was his dad. Like his dad. That was that wasn't Lamelo. That was yeah. that was Lavar. Okay, Devin Booker. Devin Booker started dating a, a Jenner Kardashian. Devin Booker ain't got no personality to me. Yeah, but at least he got there. Kyle Kuzma with his outfits, with his beige suits and baby right, blue so, suits and all that other stuff. <laughs> so, so I need Jamal so, Murray to go out here and get Meg the Stallion. Then, 
Yo, you know, you, <laughs> that's the thing. You got it. What, what was that album? Uh, Real whores, Parker. real ass whores, or whatever. Is that? What oh, that's ridiculous. That's the city girls, <laughs> I guess. It's just it's too many games to be like. You got eighty-two games. It's very long. It's a lot like the baseball season as far as like the time on the calendar. So people don't have. Oh my goodness! This is so dramatic um so i think people don't have the time to really keep up but these teams bail on a lot of these players way too soon to the point where teams like houston are they're they're gonna they're gonna throw on the towel on their team pretty soon because they get they gave out a bunch of money to Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks, it won't fit. So they're going to cancel and they're going to just send these guys to other, they're going to send them to Indiana or they're going to send them. Everyone for some reason seems to be wanting to trade. Everyone's like, you know, stretch for expiring contracts. It's like, if I'm a trade a guy, I want to trade a guy for someone who's going to come on my team and help. But that's what the, Even if that, I gotta that, get but that's the idea. The but that's the idea. Let me clear this money. And now I'm going to go into free agency and dip in the pool and get something. Yeah, but how often in the last few years has a big free agent, Blake Griffin signed to Detroit, then Jeremy Grant did it. But when Dame, it. Signed his, when Dame signed his big deal in Portland, Kevin Durant didn't come to Portland to visit. He went to Brooklyn. Uh, I still don't understand. I think like, a I lot mean, of people working on their their post NBA brands and things. No, if you, but 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 you could do that anywhere. Like you know what I mean. Like you like you just said, any city. You know what I mean. Like they they just want the easy way out. I guess is all it boils down to. New York is and easy. L A is easy. San Francisco's yeah. easy. Yeah. Miami is easy. Milwaukee's not easy. Detroit's not easy. Orlando. Dave Lillard made a whole rap career. You know. <laughs> and I haven't heard a single song. Well, I heard his this. I heard him and Shaq dissing each other. That was about it. Lamella, I mean, uh, Lonzo got an album. Once again, I didn't hear Kobe's album or Allen <laughs> Iverson's album either. So it was like, just hey, Allen Iverson, lucky he ain't put that song out nowadays. You know, with that LGBT stuff, he was <laughs> he was wilding in that song. But, I didn't uh, even but, hear that. Like I, I just know Drake said, sports and raps are so synonymous. We want to be them. They want to be us. I, I ain't like his rap name though. He could have did better than Jules, you know what I'm saying? But uh that was AI. Yeah. He you just called himself AI. You know what I'm saying? But hey, like you know what I'm saying. So we got this, you know, like I said, we picked our finals and everything. We talked about our playoff teams. I wanted to go a little different. So, Mr. Logical, I would like to know who do you think is gonna win MVP this year? I'm trying I'm just, to think of. I'm think. I'm trying to think of who's a solo act. That's why. That's why my eyes are closed. I'm trying to think. I'm, so I'm just going to Giannis. follow. I can't say Giannis because it got Dame. It I'm won't going be to LeBron. follow. I'm going to follow my thoughts from last year, and I'm going to say that Jason Tatum wins the MVP this year. Nah, because he has another max player on his team. Yeah, but he's the alpha. I mean, he's the. The NBA, yeah. the NBA is trying to push Jason Tatum or like 
Like they're I don't every, think so. Think about I mean, who, he got the subway commercials the and you know he he you know all that you stuff. You had a subway sandwich is terrible. I it is terrible. Every time they had Draymond too. <laughs> every time somebody walk in my office with subway, I yell at him. Um, I'm like, we live in Jersey. They make the best sandwiches on earth in the state of New Jersey. Don't don't at me. Don't argue with me. Just come here and get one. Uh, <laughs> I, like the MVP. Oh, we are so not going to get into this baseball thing tonight. <laughs> uh, we, we won't. We'll, we'll 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 definitely we'll have it fresh. We'll have it fresh with the World Series preview, which started in a couple of days. Yeah, but uh, um, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think there's. Because Luca has Kyrie. I mean, you got Embiid if no, he can it, get if if, if Embiid, Embiid can, but Embiid he he his team is going to be in such disarray. If Philly, I don't know, they win if, games. If Harden if Harden doesn't play, he won't, for, he won't for play. a long period of time for a long period of time, or whatever. And Philly is still a top three seed. You know, he I think he could be, be a they won't be a top three seed. He won't he won't get it because he's going to get the it's going to be the Giannis part where. We gave that gave you you won MVP, and then you fills it out in the because they gave them. He fills it out in the playoffs. Embiid is going to be what's today? Today is October twenty fifth here in Jersey. Man, by Thanksgiving is going to be reports that he wants out of Philly. I think we because Philly won't even make it that far. Philly won't give James Harden a deal that. He feels he deserves. He might end up being as like a situation. Griff, I'm just, I'm just projecting, I'm just guessing, right, right, just, right, 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 you know, right, prognosticating. Right. I could be completely wrong. I literally have a ladybug crawling all over me. Uh, <laughs> like, like, chill out, sit right there. Um, so it might be a situation where he just back tightness doesn't play. James Harden. Doesn't play top four. Top, top I four. Think Donovan top Mitchell four. might give you an opportunity because he'll be somewhat of a solo. You know what? I'm so done with you right now. I don't think like, I, I, I said don't that. Think I said that the other day. Yeah, I don't because like I'm thinking about it now is like because so many guys are paired up to win championships. Mm. I don't know if those guys who are in that that you know that. That Verizon bundle. Yeah, I said that the other day. That you progressive tried to call me, auto bundle insurance are gonna that, like play harder. I brought him up the other day, and you tried to call me Boo Boo the fool. You know, um, you know. I'm what about to think of guys who are gonna be one? Okay, here's one. Show. Here's one. Here's one. Top four seed. Does that get the MVP for SGA? He has a shot because he'll be he'll be the man. Mm-hmm. On a team that people are hoping rises, they're gonna have the stars. They're gonna have the young faces with Giddy being international, Chet Holmgren being a a unicorn, unicorn. of a uh-huh. tall white American bas- American born basketball player. That's marketability. SGA Canadian uh, swaggy, you know, like this that the Louis Vuitton luggage and the. And the points, like I think that'll work, but they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to like have one of those seasons where it's like they're like thirty and seventeen after you know top, thirty and fifteen. Top four, top they're four gonna have to have one of those years. Top four big year. Top four seed. Zion get it. 
I like Zion because I don't know if Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is one of those guys I think would be moved at the trade deadline because I don't know if how much he's vibing with New Orleans. Or and if that's the case, I think I think he has a shot. John or, Morant knows he's not gonna he's not gonna play or, enough games. Zion or might do, not play the sixty five games. Right. Or or do the MVP voters go on the Jokic apology tour? And give it back to Jokic. And be like, yo, we messed up, man. We shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Jokic is going to literally, he's going to expend the least amount of energy and get the maximum amount of points. So it could be that situation where. All right, here's he one. Here's one. Look, like he's already got one triple-double on the year. Night one. Against Last the one. Lakers at home, post-championship, yada, yada, yada. I think. Last one. Last one. It, it didn't look like he looked very tired in his interview. Last one. Top four seed. Jimmy Butler. No, because he won't average 27 points. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going with Jason Tatum. Uh, obviously, MB won it last year. All right. So I like coach- your SBA. I think if I check the uh, if I check the FanDuel, if I download tonight, because I don't like to download it after I drink because I start gambling. Uh, <laughs> I might check it tomorrow when I'm sober at work. Uh, right. I like the I like your SGA pick. You always so, hit me with the new information I don't really think about. So, so, so I got uh. Coach of the year, you know, um, so last year, obviously, Mike Brown won coach of the year with his job in Sacramento. So this year, we've already been talking about him, so I, this team, so I might as well just go with it. I'm going to go okay, with B.J. Man. Biggerstaff, you know, from Cleveland. In Cleveland? Yeah, maybe they take Philly's place in that top three. Uh, but here's some other names that I was thinking about. Taylor Jenkins. You know, what does Memphis go? You know, we talked about it. What's their record without Ja? They go 17 and 8, 18 and 7. Not can, he, get them. Can, can he build momentum? Okay. They're, um, they're, they're, they're going to hold Ja's behavior over the last season against him. Like, so, you should have kept him in check, and we're not going to give you shit for you not having him because you didn't keep him in check. Yeah. So if we talked about SGA, I got to talk about Mark Dagano, right? Absolutely. I think that might be because I think OKC has the opportunity to be your surprise team because I don't think a lot of teams out West Kaminga, you can't shoot free throws, dog. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think a lot of teams out West. I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota. Yeah, I was going to say Chris Finch. Yeah, I was going to do it. Yeah. That was the I next like, name I was going to say. Yeah, I like Minnesota because I think I think Cat, if Cat can recognize that Anthony Edwards is the man and take a back seat, I think Anthony Edwards has an MVP. He also like, missed something like 40 games last year, too. Yeah, but in the same sense, I was a man on these streets before everybody else came here. The uh, game is the game. <laughs> I, uh, so, I like OKC's coach. I like Minnesota's coach. All right, how about Any of these one? top teams? I don't think so because top. they are literally going to because every other every other top team kind of stacked their team. Well, how about this one? Championships. So, so I don't know if I can say top four, so I'll just say top five. Quinn Snyder in Atlanta. Yeah. Nah, because I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to keep it. Atlanta's gonna have more trade rumors for Trey Young, and they're not gonna play good defense. <laughs> uh, Dejounte Murray and Trey Young is gonna be. Does this work? The questions will be: Does this work? Does this work? Does this work? 
more than like a team like the Timberwolves or the Thunder, uh, Jack Vaughn down in Orlando, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think he has a shot because they have young players and they might just go on a little run. I just, I, I have a, a lack of faith in some Eric of these. Gordon. Eric Gordon in the clutch. You know, got a five-point game in San Francisco. Oh, Chris Paul wide open. Missed it. The rebound to Wardell, and he traveled, and they didn't call it, and he hits the three. Let's see. That's not a travel. He dribbled. Did he? He dribbled. Yeah, he it dribbled. Didn't look, it didn't look like it to me. But my, anyway. my, my stream glitched out a little bit, but he dribbled. Okay, okay. All right, so then you got most improved player, you know, and I want everybody to know that I am not a hater. So just because I'm not a hater, my most improved player is Shaden Sharp from Portland. You know, uh, is he going to get the run that you need to yeah, get I that think, award? Yeah, I think he's going to start. I think it'll be um, scooting him in the backcourt. Anthony Simons off the bench, but if it's not Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons could be the most improved player because he's going to get some new minutes. You think it's going to be Portland? It's going to be kind of tough with that. For some or, reason, those teams that play way out west that play late, it seems like the NBA voters don't watch him either. Well, here's a name, you know, uh, Cade Cunningham. I like that if they figure out where to put him. Because if Thompson takes his minutes away, then he'll be labeled as a bus and they'll He's move not him. taking his minutes. That man was the number one pick. They're not taking his minutes. But where, what do you – what do you – what what line of he put a star at the three? Is he big enough? Does he have the NBA body to guard Wimby? <laughs> he might like, be the same he, weight as Wimby. Can he guard Paul George <laughs> at the three? Why not? I mean, he's six yeah. seven. Why not? Yeah, a lot of people are six seven. I, I mean, he's a rookie a no, earlier who's most like rookies can't, most rookies can't defend Paul George. So I would rather have him potentially trying to well, I'd rather have him well, I'd rather his, have his him trying to defend is, Jordan Poole versus Well, his brother is the point guard, not him. I'd have him at the two. I'd have him somewhere versus Then where do you in, put Ivy then? Because you get Ivy's not a point. One of them's gonna come off the bench. That's the problem when you draft these guys and it, and you want to make it fit. Oh, I'm I'm a few seconds past. behind you, so don't say anything. We're just gonna. Oh, that was a travel. You just said, um, you know. So then I got my sixth man of the year. This one was probably my easiest one. Chris Paul, and I am not being a homer, but I'm gonna go with Emmanuel quickly. You know, as my sixth man of the year, he finished second this past season to Malcolm Brogdon. You know, uh, obviously Malcolm Brogdon. I didn't really, I didn't think Malcolm Brogdon's impact off the bench was that great, though. Like it just, it didn't feel I thought like Dirk real... White made more impact coming in later in the year. Yeah, and Dirk, just... and Dirk White could be a pick too. You know, for six. Yeah, man I didn't think year. I didn't think Brogdon's impact off the bench was like award winning. Where yeah. if you think about like. J.R. Smith when he came off the bench. When you think it could have just Jamal been Crawford a down year. Over. It could have been a down year. You think about a guy like J.J. Redick when he came off the bench. You know, like those guys seem to have a little bit more of a 
a definite definitive change of pace right, flow right, through it. Right. When James Harden, when he could grant he was young, but when he came off the bench, it was like, oh, oh, Harden's in the game now. I never thought, oh my God, Brogdon's in the game now. And I watched <laughs> a lot of Boston games. It just was like, oh, Brogdon's in the game. So maybe Mark it could be Dirk Mark White. So I mean, I like your picks. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not you dumping know. on your picks. I just think then, that uh, the NBA, right, so, they just they have such a they, they've done such a bad job of like making it interesting from October to April. Rookie of the year. Automatically Wimby. We ain't picking nobody else. Yeah, it's gonna be Wimby. Cause even if they went 27 games, so have like 12 games. Like I saw something where he was um they used the uh brick and Phoenix ball game. Brick, 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 brick. 108 to 104 win in San Francisco to start the season with no Bradley. Hey, there's Bradley Bill. Look at his nice little expensive jacket. Uh <laughs> There was a coach, I believe it was, it was somebody in the West. It wasn't, it might have been Dallas. But he had these like extensions on his arms mm-hmm. that were like, I'm trying to get how ridiculous it was. It was like, if this is your regular arm, like the pads to like defend a jump shot, like a guy's putting in lane, he had this. Like he had two pads taped together on his arm, like this. <laughs> So to simulate the the seven, I guess nearly eight foot wingspan of Wimiyama, yeah. and every guy shooting the ball, bricking. And it was a short coach. He just had the attachments on his arm. Right, right. And every shot that went up, it was like maybe four shots, a couple of layups. Everything was bricked. So I think Wimby is going to be an easy pick because it's gonna he's going to have more moments to where you saw the nutmeg, you went to the game, you're going to get a pie opportunity to see about mm-hmm. realistically. I don't know what the tickets cost in San Antonio, but if they get hot, I don't know how many games hey, you're going to go to. I'm all about go the vet ticks, baby. Yep. You know, vet, yo, vet ticks, I should have moved to Houston. I went on vet ticks today. They got tickets for the Warriors game on Sunday, the Lakers game a couple of days after that. And then they got like Milwaukee, like a week after. How far after is Houston that. from San Antonio? It's like three hours. Oh yeah, I don't know about that. That's the yeah, weekend. Not on the weeknight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's um, like we going to Galveston to to fish or something kind yeah. of trip. So, so if it is not Wimby, I'm going to pick Keontae George from Utah. You know, oh, playing uh, in Utah. I don't know because Utah doesn't really allow a single player to shine. I don't. Like, well, they got a, they know. got a new coach now. You know, they got Will Hardy now. Came from Boston yeah, now. Yeah, but you know, it's still Utah. It's still very <laughs> mundane. Screen and roll. I'm sure. I'm sure so a lot of. People, I'll give you. I'll give you Scoot. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people are probably going to pick Scoot. You know what I mean? Scoot's going to get a lot of shots. If he if his if he shoots 29 percent from three, then no. If if the Orlando Magic make the playoffs, like I think they can. You know, Anthony Black could get some votes, you know, um, but I just don't know how he'll be able to get numbers, you know. You gotta, it's not even the numbers. You got to have the spectacular because we talked about this in the in the sports group before. Carmelo Anthony was like rookie of the month for the Western Conference 
pretty much all year, the year him and LeBron were both rookies, and LeBron was rookie of the year. And LeBron had a lot of rookie in a month awards, but I don't think he won it like as much as Melo did. Well, not even saying that LeBron didn't deserve it, but there was no way LeBron wasn't going to win rookie of the year. It's the same unless he unless he straight up shit the bed. He was, you know, he, he played was, all year long. He averaged like 20.7 points, seven assists. Yeah, he yeah. was the chosen one. He never looked like he never looked like he was never in contention for this 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 acclaim that people have bestowed upon him. So I think if Victor comes out and he averages 18, 11, six assists and four blocks, they'll be like, he's a longer version of Tim Duncan because he doesn't have the points. Right. But he'll have the rebounds, the assists, the blocks. San Antonio will still go, you know, 27 and 52, whatever the case may be. But He'll have those moments to where he gets the re he, he shoots a three, gets rebounded and put back dunk. So he'll <laughs> have those moments that we've seen. Yeah, it'll stand print. out, be on a commercial and a highlight package. Yeah. He'll um, be in a progressive then, commercial or some crazy like that. Or like finally, a Buick commercial with Shaq, neither knowing neither one of them can fit in a damn Buick. <laughs> and then I know Shakold O'Neal, that's what he said earlier. Yeah, you know um, you're too big for that Buick. <laughs> And then, and then you know, you got your uh, defensive player of the year. You know, so Jaron Jaren Jackson Jr. won that last year. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm going to go with Wendy. Bam? I'm going to go with Wendy. I'm going to go with Bam out of bio. You know, I'm going to go with Wendy because I think he's going to. He's going to have so many games to where. He's going to be the rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. Because he's going to contest so many shots. He's going to average like three and a half blocks, rebounds. He's going to defend. He's going to defend three through five. And they're going to, it's just going to, it's going to look like it's, it's, it just, it's going to look the part. You know, so he's going to block Trey Young at the buzzer. He's going to block guys at the buzzer. He's going to defend shots at the rim. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, maybe he's going to show y'all the real Julius no Randle. I mean, granted, yes, I know it sounds kind of crazy that they're going to go 27 and 52 and he's going to win it. Um, I could be wrong. I'm just being you know, facetious with the whole 27 52. I don't know how they're going to look. I want to, I'll get, I'll personally give myself a, you know, I'll give myself six or seven, maybe eight games, 10 games to see how, like, hey, how is this going to look? You know, if how San Antonio, are these going to look? If San Antonio wins 30 games this year, it's a success. Yeah, and if they win 40, then he'll win a couple of awards. Oh, if he wins 40, about. he might get some MVP. If, if they go 40 and 42, then he'll get some. But I don't know what the rest of the team looks like. I don't know if they they got uh They got better. Devin Vassell. They got Keldon Johnson. They got I don't know Trey, if they can make a move to get Trey Young in there. and kind of They got like Trey Jones. Points. They got Trey Jones running the point. They got your boy Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, so they got a bunch of people we never heard of. Yeah, so I like that. I like it. I like it. Devin Vassell just got got paid. Yeah, cool. And he had 25 points in the the first half. He had 25 points in the first half the other night. Now, if you were in San Antonio and you were at a Whataburger and he was in line, if he wasn't, if he didn't look like an NBA player, like if he yeah. was sitting down, all you yeah. saw was his face. Well, maybe, maybe I would know him just because of his hair. He's got. If this he was sitting with old boy with the with the baby blue hair, then yeah, probably. 
No, and no, no. He got his own crazy hair going on. It's not a color, all of them but, do, but the hairstyle. I would, I think, I would know it was him. They all, and then the other guy has the other hair color, and then Kai I wouldn't Jones. know Trey. I wouldn't know Trey Jones though. Exactly. Like I, I, I think, I think I would be able to point out Julius Randall because whenever I think of him, I just imagine him near a construction site, just blowing up bricks. Yeah, he, so I think I could. Just, this Julius Randle thing, man. Did he slide <laughs> Lindsay's DMs or something? Like, what's going on here? Why are you so mad at him? You're just so mad. Well, I mean, we had to chill because, you know, for a while it was easy money sniper. You know what I'm saying? We had to chill. You know well, he saying? cut his hair and it's not super nappy and open tonight. I give it a yeah. week, though. I like one thing I did like about this Phoenix Golden State game is that I think they recognize that Devin Booker, even though Durant is Durant, the energy that Devin Booker can give you is better than what Durant can give you, even though Durant's super dynamic. Right. I think that's the argument that people the argument that people had with the whole is it Steph's teams or is it Katie's team? It's like he's the best player on those teams, but it's like it's not the same. He just hoops. That's it. He just comes he just out and hoops. plays basketball. Yeah. yeah it's it. it's just like some, he ain't galvanizing those, nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a it's a different thing where it's like, yes, Kevin Durant can is dynamic. Well, the one dribble pull up from. Well, you were talking about your son. You were talking about your son and how like you were you, you know like the team looks at him like yo like we need that moment right now like we need a speech or we need some words like Kevin Durant is the type that'll just walk up to you and you'd be like yo what's the move and he'll just be like just do what I do. And then he'll just go out there and hit a shot just, and then expect you to ball. replicate what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, if it was that fucking easy, we wouldn't be losing right now. Yeah. And Devin <laughs> Booker is the type of player that's like, give me the ball. I I want to do – give me the ball so I can demoralize the Ooh, defense. I got it. You know what he would say? He would say, come on and get in this backpack. Negative. That's what he would say. Come get in negative. this backpack. Negative. He's not Kobe. And all these players better stop talking about Kobe <laughs> mentality because none of y'all have it. So Devin cut it Booker out. not a backpack guy? Nah. He's a really <laughs> good guy. But, like, keep in mind, they went to the NBA Finals because they, they, they built a team around them. Some guys are back. Like, I think Steph's a backpack guy in spurts, in moments. Except for, uh, like, in the last 20 seconds. In the last one, but if you're up eight, <laughs> if you're up eight, he'll get you 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, uh, hey, well, if you, you have five, Steph, if you have if five, you give, he'll get you to eight for you sure. You give Steph Curry an eight point lead, you're gonna be down by 21 before you can blink. Oh, yeah, but if you are down two, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you down four, so yeah, just yeah, go ahead and let Kevin Lowe shut you down. But you, you like the, the game, game five in Boston. When he dropped, what was it, forty three in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some guys just Dame Lillard's one of those guys. They just never put a team around him that knew how to get in the backpack. They just was like, "Oh, this is a backpack." No, that's and the scary kinda, thing, man. That's they just scary. walked in a circle around him. Like now, oh, you get in. Gotta, you know, right. now you, you ain't got to worry about Giannis trying to hit free throws now. Yo, I mean, he hit him when they counted when he dropped the fifty. 50 point triple double in the NBA finals to win it all. Hey, like sometimes all, all, that can be it. Like we, we you know, we're going on a little closing statements. 
I think some when I when I think about how difficult it is, because I I watched a lot of sports. Like I said, I had I had you know my oldest son wrestled the track, played football. My youngest son basketball, lacrosse, football. Um, and I've and I've watched them like play these games. I watched their teams perform. I watched them cry at the end of games. I watched them cry at the end of matches. I watched my son sit here his senior year. My oldest son is probably like, I mean, he's probably like six, I think he's like six foot and a half, six one. But because of like the the way the wrestling team was set up, he was wrestling like 152 or 157. And I just mm-hmm. sat there. We had these, we had white plates. And he just was sitting there with like three pieces of kale after school, after practice, after he he played a football season at 175. Season's over, cuts weight for wrestling. And now he's sitting there and I'm watching him hold this piece of kale at 6.30 after he just got home off the bus from practice. But he has to eat something because he needs something to get him enough energy to get upstairs to his room <laughs> so he can like shower and go to sleep and finish his homework. And it like it takes so much out of you to get to these points. And this was a you know 17 years old at the time. So for an NBA player to drop 50 in a game six of the finals mm-hmm. and win it all, finals MVP, and then people come back the following year like, I want to see you do it again. That's not something that happens. So I think people just kind of re- you gotta respect like what they what these guys went through to get to that point. The knock that I have on guys is when it seems as if I don't think you are prepared for the next year. James Harden for the last few years has looked like he wasn't like he wasn't too concerned that another season was coming. Uh, very similar to what like Dwight Howard was talking about. It's like how you how you always injured. Like Kobe was on him. Like well, how you always injured. Like how are you not ready? The AD uh, Zion Williamson looking overweight. John Morant. Out here in these streets, pulling out guns or lighters or firecrackers or whatever he was doing. So that kind of stuff is like, how are you not ready for the next season? When I going to be Omar and shit. Yeah, when I've seen like like my teenage like I was deployed one year, um, and both of my sons had wrestling tournaments, and this is my son was probably so I was deployed in 2018, so he was nine. He had to wrestle at like 94 pounds for the state tournament. So he wrestled in tournament at under 100 pounds. You know, he was like 97. Wrestled, won that tournament, and then the state quali- the state qualifier started at like 4 o'clock. So from like 1 o'clock to 3.30, he was in the, the high school gym on a treadmill in a sweatsuit to burn off two more pounds so he can weigh in to wrestle for state <laughs> qualifiers the same day. And he's nine. And that was the point. They, they sent me a couple, they sent me pictures and they showed me like the, they sent me the videos cause he, cause he had one. And I was like, so I talked to him when I got back from my deployment about like that day and everything else. He was like, Oh yeah, me and my oldest son's name saved me. My, my youngest son's name was like, yeah. So yeah, I wrestled that morning. And then, you know, me and Sabian went in the locker room. I put on a hoodie and, you know, I had to sweat off. I was like, wait, hold on. You mean, like, you stayed at the school? He's like, yeah, like, we, like, the coach let us stay at the school because the wrestling team, the ROTC, was helping, helping with the, it was like, volunteer thing for the wrestling team and the ROTC. 
my older son was an ROTC and on the wrestling team. So they had to deal with the mats and the scores and everything else. He was like, yeah, we just, I worked, I rode the bike, the exercise bike for like two hours so I could make weight to, to, for the state qualifier to qualify for state. And I'm like, this is a nine-year-old. So if you're 24 years old and I know you had the work, you've had to have days like that to where you work this hard to be prepared for a tournament, catching a flight somewhere, driving eight, 10 hours to get to this, being on a bus, uh, doing homework, skipping the prom. You did all this stuff to get to this NBA level. And then you come into the season talking about, I want a new contract or trade. It's just like, it just doesn't <laughs> seem, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to match like your own intrinsic effort that you put into this. Right. So, so I think that's the knock. And I get that people say, oh, you don't know what it's like to do this. But it's like, yeah, but I know you worked hard as shit to do it. Why are you just letting it go to waste? Why are you just out here just treating it like, oh, this opportunity is going to come back around? No, it isn't. It's not. Like, the clock the clock ticks. I wrote down, like, these old players. Like, your your clock is it's getting close. The rest mm-hmm. of your life is going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I imagine, like, you're going to be able to do whatever you want. You're going to be able to Get you, watch your kids more likely if you're six foot seven, six foot eight, six foot nine, and you're creating offspring, they're probably gonna be at least six foot, six one, six two. So you can get them in some other sport, male or female. But your your time might be done. And it just <laughs> amazes me that they treat it as if they have four or five years left. I'm like, no, LeBron had a lot of years, Tom Brady had a lot of years, they're genius the years. Alec. Alex Rodriguez, that's how many years he played. He played a few years with Jeter. Jeter kept going. Same team. And then he hit a walk-off single in his last at-bat at Yankee Stadium. Like, it's... Yo, that's why, that's why I like... I mean, side note, of course. But that's what makes Kareem so impressive to me. Like, because he did it in the era without all the stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You like, roll an ankle in 1974, you might be out six to eight months. Yeah. Like, he... <laughs> You know, say oh, you hobbled like you hobbled around your life. You know, say he stuck around. You know, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sticking around. We out of here for now. We be back on Thursday. You know, of course, we gonna have some picks. You know, say we gonna have some baseball for you. World Series starts against me. World Series starts on Friday. You know, uh, Friday, if you will. You know what I mean on Friday. You know, Mr. Logical got his Virginia Tech Hokies going up against Syracuse. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we got some games this week. You know, it Shout is what it Utah, is. 801. Utah, hey, I'm telling you, this would have been the weekend to go to Utah with Oregon coming out there. You yeah, know I was out there. They had no games. I just was out I there know. drinking beers in the mountains. <laughs> I know. You know, one of these days, you know, I'm going to have to get out there. You know, I saw uh, – Travis Hunter and Shadur at the uh, Nuggets game, you know. Nuggets so. game. They better be prepared out there yeah. going leads. Dante Moore is coming through. The talented Dante Moore is coming through. You know what I'm saying? Just, we <laughs> like him. Don't yell at us on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Dante Moore who? You he, know, had, and then, he had a touchdown drive from the one-yard line on fourth and 20. <laughs> so, <you know>. so, <laughs> at Utah. And then uh, – yeah, we got we got all the games this weekend. We gonna get into you know we gonna make it happen, cocktail party and all of that. But for now, that is the one and only 
Mr. Logical. You're. I am. Two five. We are Sports Reports is ordered. Like, review, subscribe. It's all free. And then we'll see you in a few days. So holla back, people. I was trying to find the music, but I'm up here fumbling. It's midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Y'all know the vibes.